Shout out to my Asian brother from another mother, <laughs> Quan from Regurgitator. I haven't heard that song in so long. Hello, Regurgitator. What is at the end of Satan's Rainbow? Who knows? Uh-huh. Colin, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, boys. Enjoying yeah, the yeah, down. Yeah, that's yeah. good, man. Enjoying the licorice? It's tasty as fuck, man. I've never had grape flavor licorice. It's oh, crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> this is a sensation. This is like Daryl Lee. Oh, Daryl Lee. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl Lee. Widest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Some slave owner was like, "What can I get into? Fucking candy. Let's do it." It's <laughs> <laughs> a widest name. <laughs> Have you been, man? Yeah, I've been good, man. Like yeah. I was saying before, just on the come down from Fringe, so I'm just. Uh, G&T's and sun bacon, baby. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. That was exhausting. How many shows did you do? I did 13 this year, but... um, That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, a, it's the most I've ever done, but most people, like, you do Melbourne and stuff, you do a full 30, 30 show run. So oh, that's not, crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Like, Melbourne and Edinburgh, it's just like, why are you, what are you doing? Um, But plus, you do, like, the showcases and stuff at night. So some of the other comics you would have had on before, like, you know, five shows a night and stuff with, like, all yeah. these best of shows, then your own show, and it's just like, then, then you go out and maybe see a show, and then you go to the yeah. like, the artist bar afterwards and stuff, so it's uh, it's a lot of exercise, man, you know, yeah. you really gotta yeah, focus. <laughs> it's all over now, though. They yeah, packed it, it all up? Is it now finished, is it? I'm not sure if they packed it up, but it's... No, they are packing it up. Yeah, I went through today because there was a poster of me that, like, they'd, like, fringe had paid for, <laughs> and I went to pick it up, and I was like, oh, I'll fucking gank this out again. Yeah. <laughs> And I noticed they like spelled something wrong in it, and I was like, "Man, that is this fringe to a fucking T." <laughs> they misspelled "homegrown heroes" like H E O heroes, and I was just like, "Oh, you f- <laughs> so I was like, I'm not keeping this." <laughs> no, you didn't keep it. No, I didn't. Yeah. I felt held bad because I put on my Insta story and was like tagged the Perth Fringe World in it. Was like, look at this piece of shit. And then I like immediately regretted that decision. <laughs> you will never play in this town again. Yeah, I oh, know. I miss out on audiences of thirty people. Um, how oh survive? bummer. So how the shows go? Like the shows are pretty good, man. Yeah. Like I said, it was a bit of a downturn in the Fringe because the state government is refusing to acknowledge that we're in a hashtag recession. Um, but oh yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of tricky stuff working about a lot of construction that didn't pan through and then some decisions that the fringe people made that kind of pissed a lot of people off yeah so uh it was a very artist gouging type of fringe this year which uh mm. i've read some really interesting material on like the economics of it and they really took a lot they would yeah the focus was very different this year on where were they getting the money from and this year it was like gouge these poor <laughs> interstate and international artists some of them were out thousands of pounds this year um, anyway, the fringe was good. <laughs> Despite that, no, it was good. I had a good run, but uh, yeah, ticket sales were like lower across the board. Yeah. Um, so like, I did all right as like a local boy and stuff. But I really mm. feel for some of the people that some interstate guys that two years previous would have been packing out 150 seaters and then came over here and followed my show and did like 15 people and it's just like fuck, this is brutal. Yeah. These are really good comics. Um, and even some of the best in the world, you know, bringing over five piece bands and stuff to do giant cabaret shows, Marcel Lacan and stuff, having to cancel shows. And I was like, fuck, because hmm. he's the dude that made, stirred up the big pot of shit two years ago with Adelaide Fringe by being like, hey, something needs to change. I'm canceling shows. And he's not an up himself dude at all. He's genuinely one of the best comics you ever come across. Hmm. And for him to say that and it stirred this big thing. So Adelaide made a bunch of changes and now it feels like Perth's getting hit by the same kind of right, rush. Okay. So. And that's interesting because I, I felt oh I had an eyebrow in my mouth. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> I felt that there were more people there though. 
There was way more shows this year. Was, but here's the thing. People were like, this is the first year I've ever really heard this. People going, oh, there's so many shows. How do I pick? Mm. What, what do I do? And admittedly, there were another 50 to 60 shows. Like it's 750. This is the third biggest fringe in the world, right? So, but that was coming out like the mining boom when people were stupid cash. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there were more shows, but this is the first time I've really had people consistently say, oh, there was too many shows. How do I decide? So I think that was testament to the fact that way less money because if people were more, you know, particular with their money, they're not going to throw the cash around as much. Yeah. And so they really felt that pressure on themselves. But um, I don't know. Yeah, there, there, there wasn't, there was yeah, a big drop off in people and the overall mood amongst the artists and the punters. This is the first time I've been ever been flying out in the street, handing out flyers and people would just be rude as fuck to you. Mm. And like, just like, get out of my face. I'm just doing that. And I'm like, man, this is so weird <laughs> yeah. from the usual, like we are oh, Perth. We're like, something's on. Like yeah, we get yeah. it. We get to go out of the house. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. You know, get some red rooster for the kids. Mum and dad are fucking hitting the wine. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I felt that like, just at a glance, though, there were more people. But well, not a lot of was, people were, were watching shows. Yeah, I, think, I was going to say, the, like, I, I felt kind of bad because we'd always hit up the, the free places. Yeah. Like just the, the free open beer gardens. And just like, yeah, we're oh, yeah, at yeah, Fringe, no, but then we're not really... Yeah, yeah, that's still part of it, man. Stuff, Don't yeah. get me wrong. That's still part <laughs> of it. And uh, the state government knows that with the fucking 18 mil gross they posted last year. So yeah. uh, that is a big part of it. But um, even this year, I felt like in the times I was around Pleasure Garden. I mean, the Friday, Saturdays are always going to go off, but the Monday to Thursday those kind of key periods were so much more dead. I mean, Friday, Saturday is always going to be big. Mm, mm. But yeah, Monday to Thursday, man, was a real hustle for a lot of people. So yeah, especially yeah. Thursday for some reason. I have no idea why. I, th- I thought, you know, in my mind, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday is such a key build-up run in terms of shows. But yeah. Thursdays, I'd have like a really good Wednesday. A Thursday would be totally dead. And Friday, Saturday and I- Sunday kind of all right. But that's yeah. weird the Thursday mm. yeah, yeah Tuesday and Thursday it was so bizarre and mm. uh, WA hasn't embraced the tight ass Tuesday like Melbourne and like the rest of the country has yeah. tight ass Tuesday is such a huge thing but uh, I, I don't know I feel like someone <laughs> I feel like someone came in and was like hey I've got this great idea it's worked everywhere else and then just a bunch of old like conservative WA people were like we don't like tight ass <laughs> can we make it like can I, we rem- make- <laughs> I remember when Tuesday used to be cheap for a lot of things yeah yeah, uh, this this is going back years, and yeah, like I don't know, it like doesn't feel like it anymore. I yeah. feel like it's just because mm-hmm. they couldn't rhyme with another day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've they've just they jacked, they've <laughs> jacked up all the other prices, which makes Tuesday doesn't seem like oh, cheap it's anymore. insane, man. Thirty dollars <laughs> for a pint? What are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. It's crazy. Not even a pint. Thirteen dollars for like the the paper, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the plastic, yeah, the cup. plastic yeah. cup. That's yeah. like an optical illusion to try and fool you into thinking you're getting a pint, and it's like not. And they got those <laughs> tiny wine glasses that are like it's like a like just a slightly larger shock lines like yeah. you can one neck <laughs> your fucking wine i know <laughs> like, it's something mm. weird Brutal. it's something weird about yeah. that drink i've never yeah. seen people like honestly you know how you go to, like the belgian beer cafe and they do they really nice they'll, they'll do the, the knife scrape off the top i felt like just for the foam of the beer i felt like people were doing that i saw them like doing it just for the shots they'd be like pour a shot and then like do the little scrape off just so they get yeah. the smallest amount possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They even skimp it on the, le- yeah. on the lemons, man. I'd be like, hey, so can I get two limes? And they're just like, yeah, but like, do you, are you sure you want it? And I'd like a girl asked that once and I was like, are you sure you want, who asked are you sure you want more limes? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is a first world country what are you fucking Somali like what is this <laughs> I've never had this happen before are you sure you're gonna use that line yeah, yeah. yeah. she's like alright but uh, you, you're reusing the same glass because yeah. there's gonna be some leftover citrus <laughs> I only I only found out about the, the whole budgie smuggler area at the end 
Oh, that's so brutal, like, man. Oh. Budgies is the win. Here's the thing. Even this year in Budgies, right, there was a huge... People got really annoyed because Budgies, is the, for those who don't know, is the artist bar. Um, mm. Every fringe uh, will have one, every festival. You know, it's just a place to kind of hang out and the artists get munted. But um, they uh, they had it this year and the, usually it's cheap drinks. So they have like $5 spirits or whatever, which is pretty good. And then uh, this year, the opening night at Budgies was dead. Like, to- like three people in there dead. And they had they were charging regular drink prices, right. and the artists like I've never seen these people turn so quickly. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? It was yeah. so bad. Oh my god! It's just <laughs> yeah, four four dollar beers, man. That's way better. Yeah, four dollar beers. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, four dollar yeah. beers, and then I mean they still had like a larger, they still had a pint kind of size thing, but yeah. they were way cheaper, and you can just get munted on some G and Ts or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you guys are at, but yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. But even that f- first night, they tried to give regular drink prices, and the Perth population of artists were like, "This is disgusting." Yeah, that was that wasn't part of the yeah part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Are you from Perth originally? No, man. I was born in the states. Born in the states, baby. Really? Yeah, I was born in the states. My uh, this is a long story. You guys aren't gonna believe me. Uh, my I was born in Alabama. Um, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama is true. I was born in Alabama. Dad was doing the bubblegum fisherman thing. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Bubblegum shrimp. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, he tells me, he tells me his stories. I'll give you an example. You ever seen the Water Boy? You know, yeah. Without him saying it, you yeah. know that how there's that like assistant coach character that's a joke who's always like yeah, 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 as a joke, and everyone's like, oh, he's Cajun and they're fucking inbred and stuff. I would be like, Dad, what's that? And he's like. Oh, it's Cajun. Here's what he's saying. And like, he could actually understand because that's like to a T what they sound like. Mm. Mum used to watch it because she used to get homesick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But here's the thing. She, she wasn't from there. She's like an upstate smart New Yorker, like, you know, waspy as fuck. But uh, right. <laughs> dad was doing that because they were born. Uh, no, I was born into, uh, I came here when I was one, but I was born into it like a cult. My parents were met and were married in a cult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were like the cult leader, this fucking South Korean guy, Reverend Sun Yun Moon. I don't know if you guys have any conspiracy the- like fans, but this is going to blow their heads off. Um, <laughs> he was this South Korean who thought he was Jesus Christ. He started this massive cult, and by the end, he he died like worth ninety billion dollars. Like it's a huge Holy fuck. Oh, it's just giant. It's it's, just, it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty to me. I'm just like, yeah, no, I had funny birthdays and there were offering tables, and I could have gotten matched at a mass wedding. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else is like, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, so he was big into like fishermen. Like he had these whole fishermen fleets. And dad, we used to do like, you know, million, million dollar hauls every weekend of mackerel and like bluefin mm. tuna, the big 500 pound giant. He'd run sailfish and shit like that. But um, yeah, he made majority of his money through sailing. And so dad was working at the docks and like the bayou. So I've got like a, an Alabama birth certificate. It's the shittiest birth certificate I've ever seen. Oh my God. Oh, your time of birth, it just says like now. It is so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> doctor's stain. Doctor's like signature's just a ketchup stain. Like it's just... <laughs> Yeah, like shrimp, so shrimp grease. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad used to have these stories. He'd be like, "Man, you can ca-. like." Anyway, it's weird. I don't know if you ever, you ever spoken like a South African person has a totally normal Australian accent, but then they talk to their parents. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Are you South? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you South African? Uh, I'm not, but my family is. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why. Yeah. <laughs> your family got apartheid? <laughs> How are you not? You are. You're, uh, you are. Yeah, oh, your yeah, family's yeah, South African. Yeah, Wait, yeah, you weren't born, born there? I was or? born here. I was born in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. But, but, but like your mum's got the hardcore South African accent. So what I find happens like they'll call their parents and they'll be like yo man yeah uh, we'll, we'll hang out we'll get some beers and their f- phone picks up and like oh no mom I can't no I can't no I'm just I'm just called the district nine with some friends like <laughs> it instantly like just comes back and so dad when he talks about Alabama he's just like oh mobile and I'm just like you're yeah. the most Australian dude ever I know but he tell you stories he'd be like yeah we used to like we used to get up the square and you like, leave it leave it on the post and let it dry out for three days and then you pull out the backbone and he's like and that was our chewing gum because like, they, ha- <laughs> they haven't got a they haven't <laughs> they're not vertebrates so <laughs> yeah. they had this 
spine that was just like cartilage. And he's like, you're chewing that for three days and you'll be good, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who are you, fucking maverick? You bogan MacGyver. Because <laughs> yeah. like, Cajun is awesome when I hear it. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful southern, language. Southern, but it's got like southern yeah, twang with dirty it's got that French. Elegance. Oh, yeah, it's elegance French people. French, that, like the, yeah. the no pretentiousness with French. It's like the French bogan. Like I don't know if there's any French because when we imagine like every country has their rougher elements. You know, like we like where Diane would from the the South African band. Apparently, yeah, Diane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get D. Diane. How do you say it? Diane. Diane. Is it Di or D? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, they're, they're potato, like, potato. They were. <laughs> do you guys have potato? I know you don't have water. So. <laughs> no, but like they're so they're like they're like the, some a friend was like from SA and he was saying that they're like the bogan South Africans. But like I don't yeah. feel like French people have a bogan version of French in France. But yeah. they've got it in America, baby. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Cajun is there. Yeah. <laughs> Cajun's there. Yeah. Oh, um, but the food, man. Oh, po boy. mama. Poor bodies. Poor bodies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. There's my shout out to my fucking favorite burger joint, Vic Park, Voreals. Uh, man, they do this Creole marmalade on their burgers, and holy Ooh. shit, Creole food, oh mama. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> who, would, who would ever thought? Who would ever think of putting shrimp, fried shrimp, between a hot dog roll? That's amazing. That's that's where, where they're at, man. That yeah. is how they're thinking. That is, <laughs> the stories mom used to tell, it was like... Mama. Yeah, mama. <laughs> it's like half insane or something. She'd be like, yeah, no, we had to leave. The, she was living in like a half trailer park. She's like, we had some goats and stuff. We had to leave though because the guys next door started a beer can fire. They'd had so many beers that they used to just throw them in this pyramid mound. She said it was like three or four meters tall. And then one day it caught fire somehow. And I'm like, that's a, aluminium. That or aluminum. That's saying it caught. <laughs> <laughs> it caught fire. And then like, she told me stories she's like yeah you, you know sometimes you'd hear wolves and stuff or like you'd hear these animals and she'd go outside dad would like have a gun or some shit and then she'd just find the guy mangled in a bicycle that was clearly like trash trying to ride home like just mangled, <laughs> making like <laughs> and they were like no nah, so yeah we had to go <laughs> america wasn't getting better and, yeah uh, <laughs> she predicted it she was 20 years ahead she was like yeah something's gonna happen here uh yeah. i don't know when but give it about 20 26 years exactly exactly yeah and when this boy is 25 years old <laughs> someone's gonna come into power and this place isn't gonna be good so <laughs> she jumped the gun early when did you come here what age were you when you came here when i was one i was one so i got the full okay. australian experience it's weird man it's weird being raised by an american mum mm. because she really connected with america in a way like like we used to watch snl we we couldn't afford like cable oh, but hell yeah. man love i love i fuck with it all the time that's my favorite so we used to go to like blockbuster video or whatever uh and then rent out the best ofs and stuff and she loved american movies she threw that shit in our face all the time but she was like a hell patriotic every american regardless of their affiliation is like super patriotic so yeah <laughs> man she like we'd watch like the movie pearl harbor and she just like would like you could see her getting like jazzed up you know yeah. she'd get like the adrenaline coming in and she would like audibly say like yeah kill the bad guys like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, mom, like this is an intellectual woman. This is a very highly educated. Come from like my family, like a family of journalists, architects, lawyers, and stuff. And they're still all like, you're fucking cool. Oh, fucking Japs, dude. No joke, man. You, you drop, you drop the J Bob. So it's, here's the thing. I can she, say it's all right. She had Japanese friends. Right? She had Japanese friends. She was a lo like a lovely woman. Had Japanese friends. Yeah. But if you got her riled up about Pearl Harbor, she would still be like fucking Japs. And I, yeah. and I remember I asked her one day. I was like five or six. We're walking through English shops, and I was like, mom, why, why, why do you? 
with Japanese people and she goes this is her this is her explanation she like says in the most racist impression ever she goes <laughs> because our Japanese are people do not follow the Geneva a convention <laughs> like she's still angry about Pearl Harbor 80 because my dad my granddad was in the Navy and she's like hey, they fucking what like she <laughs> but like she has Japanese yeah. oh that's <laughs> did she eat Japanese food as well love Japanese food yeah, I was no, raised no. in the South Korean cult man. I was raised in bulgogi and fucking kimchi baby that's my <laughs> you put that shit in a, I'll, yeah. I'll destroy a kimchi man I'll yeah. blow my asshole for a week on a liter of that shit I love yeah, it it's good um, for your stomach apparently so good man it's all yeah. probiotics that's why they live to 130 man mm, they play the, that, Japanese people they play the long game do you yeah. know what I mean Americans all the fast food and stuff and they're like yeah we'll just wait it out we remember yeah. we yeah. never forget do you yeah. know what I mean exactly. yeah. <laughs> Japanese people are like the Lannisters of the global economy you know, they're just like they always pay their debts but they never forget yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> meanwhile in America it's like depression and anxiety yeah. is on the rise <laughs> yeah yeah Japanese people are like what the fuck is that shit we've yeah. never had any depression no yeah you're yeah. totally right you to- they have no idea man Japan sounds like I, I want to go so bad it sounds like such a crazy place like, I had mm. friends go there and watch like strangers in the street walk around with kids be like oh hey I have to go here can you just watch my kid and then a stranger would just stand there watching a kid and I was like oh surely that's like a ridiculous thing but you can go online and watch videos of just like just YouTube ridiculous Japanese kindness yeah <laughs> and it's it's so funny it's like the mm. this whole it's not like some they're not like still doing the whole samurai sense of honor thing yeah. but there is like a strong moral code mm. oh for sure that permeates yeah. but then you look at the way like they treat refugees and it's like no fucks given they are yeah. <laughs> so like like there was that uh, when the giant earthquake happened the tsunami they wiped did. out like yeah, 300,000 yeah. people mm. they are uh, everyone around the world millions billions donated from all these different corners Japan was like okay guys 200,000 <laughs> and then they just kind of retreated back and yes <laughs> but like that it's crazy that it how their culture works they're so advanced they're so kind and then they're mm. but with refugees they're like no nah. They're, like what we would deem as like Manu, Nauru, this is crazy. They're just like no, uh, put him in prison straight away. Or yeah. Turn him yeah. Away. yeah, it's interesting. Hey, yeah. yeah. And, and I remember when that that earthquake hit, how they were still they would still queue up for food. Yeah. Poli- there's no, politely, yeah. Mm. there's never like there's yeah, never yeah, a rush yeah, yeah. on the ambulance. Yeah, do you remember thing? that? There's video of them yeah. just politely just yeah. waiting for food. Yeah, yeah. No, no riots, no That's guns. Like, I don't know if nothing. you saw the number one, yeah. one of the number one stories on Reddit. Oh, Imgo, sorry, still, uh, which is like a sub thing of Reddit. But um, Imgo, what? that's where all the oh, porn is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone says. I've never seen porn on Imgo for the life of me. I've it's all never buried. Seen. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, everyone's like, you got to use a sub, yeah, like see some <laughs> creep, and I'm like, no, man, I got shit to do today. Yeah. Give me the top thirty posts, and I got to go off and. And smoke a dart like I got <laughs> yeah. stuff to do. Um, yeah. But no, the num- one of the number one posts is uh, is about when the Fukushima earth- like the earthquake happened. The plant was fucked. Eighty mm. um, year olds were volunteering to go in and clean up the debris because they're like, "Look, we're gonna die soon. Let us do it." And I was like, "Fuck, oh, that is yeah. so fucked." Yeah. Imagine like Americans are never gonna do that. That's crazy. Yeah. No, no Fraser's on. I can't. I, I, it's, it smells funny here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> you want me to what? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. It's like, but they yeah they've had a bomb dropped on them. Man, that's and that's some of the, one of the interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 like I'm a huge film studies guy. Yeah. Love films. Big movie buff. And I was writing this bit ages ago talking about how uh, I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, Godzilla's kind of funny because Godzilla is like like America. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they came in and it just destroys cities. And I thought it was just a silly thing. I was running with it a while back. And then some gun uh, a, a video about why Japanese gun violence is so low came up. And it pointed to that specifically. 
They were like, they have such a history. Like, whereas America has this history where guns created the nation, Japan has this history where weapons destroyed them. In a way mm. that it was a civilian population, they, are, they don't fuck with that at all. They're like, no, we're never going to let that happen. It's so deeply ingrained. And I thought it was really fascinating because the whole way uh, movies kind of permeate through culture and kind of... Uh, Godzilla was a way of the Japanese people releasing their fr- and explaining and kind of calming their frustration uh, about what had happened because Godzilla came out in like what, late forties, you know, fifties. Mm-hmm. It was black and white, just after the bombs were dropped. But it was interesting. It was like that was their way of mentally, as a culture, uh, you know, soothing that shell shock of two atomic bombs. Mm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to their gun control policy, that is one of the huge things. They're so anti-guns because it's like we've seen the absolute worst. That's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, man, if America, because the argument was made, why didn't they just put the bombs in the ocean and and be like, hey, Japan, look at the beach. Don't make us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. thought it was a very interesting argument. It's very valid. But I think right now, if they made a spectacle of it, they should drop, do where they were dropping bombs in America, Nevada or whatever, in the testing. They should drop, you know, 15 kiloton or whatever and have just make it a giant TV spectacle and be like, these are what weapons do. And mm. I really feel like that would roll back all this, like, yeah, gun-toting sentiment. Because yeah, but do you think, yeah true. Like, I keep thinking, like, obviously, if they have weapons, they can use them. But are they still building nuclear weapons? Like, yeah, I, I mean, so like, if they drop a nuclear bomb, are they, like, down one bomb? Like? Yeah, so what, what's <laughs> happened? So uh, in the 60s, uh, I don't know if you, if you guys get a chance, Oliver Stone is one of the best documentary filmmakers around. Mm. And he does the Untold Histories of America on Netflix. And uh, the, one of the most interesting ones is uh, the Kennedy, so the 60s, because um, he takes every 10, he takes a decade and then does an hour on it. And my family, like, jerks off to JFK. They fucking love this dude. <laughs> he gave my grandfather a presidential pardon after he'd been blacklisted by McCarthy for being like um, a super lefty but back in the day they didn't for say real? yeah they didn't say you were a communist back in the day back in the day because my grandmother died when my mum was very young they said oh he hasn't got a wife he's gay and so they publicly called him gay in the 60s so he lost his job completely discredited and then JFK was like the fucking boss that he is and was like nah take it back reinstate this dude gave him a full pardon and my family's forever like on his dick like yeah, yeah. he was a he was a, like this dude was amazing mm. but he was talking because he he'd be in these general meetings where he the generals would be like we need a new cuba we need to start throwing and he'd be like you're insane you're crazy mm-hmm. he wanted to dismantle the ca do all stuff but at the height of like where jfk was at they were like russia's going crazy russia had 2500 nukes mm-hmm. right which is a lot there's don't get me wrong but they were all in the low kiloton they weren't the megaton yields that we have now but america twenty five thousand. And they were like, they're, they're, they could attack us. And it was like, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. What are you talking about? So anyway, but it's interesting that, yeah, so America's ramped down. They've got about 8,000 allegedly that they say now. Mm. But uh, Trump's just posted the thing. He's like, uh, wants to ramp up production again. Yeah. Um, what? That's crazy. Because yeah. Yeah. the thing is, not only does it make more nuclear weapons, but also the means of procuring them is so shady. Like to get uh, used uranium or depleted yeah. uranium for mm. any of that stuff is just... Yeah, you yeah. can't really buy it off well, the shelf. Yeah, but there's, there's even shit like because a lot of um, uranium that's used uh, in uh, nuclear power and stuff is actually produced in Australia. Like Australia's got yeah, huge Australia, uranium. Yeah, that that was a big mm. fuck and around Australia. Big yeah, northeast like goldfields area. Yeah, yeah, and it's a huge. But when they when they take them over to those countries, like they they get stolen. Dude, like all the time. Stolen. All yeah. the time. There is a just in terms of shit getting stolen. There is something that like one of the biggest cover ups I saw in the last uh, ten to fifteen years was. Uh, in Iraq, America literally, uh, usually, you know, we do wire transfer, transfers. The amount of cash in circulation in any currency or any population is about 2% usually. Mm. So the rest is all online digital numbers. Mm. So it's very hard. To, when you do transfers of cash, um, big amounts, you, it's a big deal. So America gave, it was a couple of billion dollars, I think it was $12 billion to uh, 
uh, Iraq. This was going to, and they put it in secret containers, and then overnight it's gone. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, <laughs> and you can look this up, man. It's just, it's a crazy story. The cover up, like the way uh, the next day, obviously there was like, oh, some terror attack. They did as much as they could to distract yeah. from the fact that like a whole shipping container yeah. <laughs> of multiple full of cash went missing. Um, I hope, I, kept, I, I hope they kept a receipt. Like, yeah. <laughs> I heard that some of it made its way down to Iraq. And I yeah. heard I heard this urban myth, I don't know if it's real or not, where American soldiers were actually like throwing wads of cash like footballs of Iraqi money. Dude, I don't doubt it. I don't. Yeah. If you see the photos of like, because I mean, it would have been suffering high for inflation at the time. It would have been mm. like Zimbabwean trillion dollar notes. You know, yeah, it was worth nothing. So they were yeah. like pitching it to each other and just yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Our kids used to play like Germany before they reinstalled it, before they brought in the new currency and before Hitler came in. In like late 20s when they were in hyperinflation they would just play with banknotes kids yeah. were throwing them around yeah, they had wheelbarrows full and stuff they yep. used, they were using it for firewood uh, but yeah but just back on that uranium man yeah it's really risky because you have to enrich the uranium which is the whole process then you have to use it and then you have spent uranium which mm. the whole thing is like where do we put it now and everyone's like well maybe we put it underground then it's like okay <laughs> if that leaks <laughs> then we'll bury it yeah. you know what I mean whereas if you look at the thorium reactors thorium reactors are like yes. oh, shit oh man thorium thorium yeah, where it's at this. baby because thorium reactors are so efficient um, there's no risk of nuclear. Uh, there's no risk of a reactor uh, overload because yeah, yeah. the reaction requires the thorium to be hit by I think a photon. It's some kind of. Uh, it requires an activation method that once cut off, the activation stops. Yeah, Whereas yeah. uranium, once the activation starts, it's a chain reaction. Yeah. And so you go into meltdown. Like you can't do anything. Yeah, you get a yeah. three mile island kind of situation, hmm. um, or a Chernobyl. Um, but thorium reactors are so efficient. You can put spent uranium nuclear and plutonium nuclear waste into a thorium reactor and it will use it up in a way that like means there's there's none left. Like yep. they're so the, they're the hottest shit. And you can get they've got little potato sized ones. Japan China's working on it. China put three hundred billion dollars and put like hundreds of scientists and physicists onto this because the second China gets off coal and iron and sorry, the second side or coal and uh, oil mm. like they're free of the US dollar baby the one could do whatever the fuck it wants yeah. so they're pushing this shit hard and they can get little potato sized generators that can power 250 megawatt factories and the second they start and thorium is something that America's been digging up for decades yeah. and had nothing yeah. to do they were like oh this is like radishes they just been <laughs> yeah. throwing it away yeah. like yeah. fuck yeah. this shit well apparently so like what I read a while back was <clears throat> when they were first developing the uh, nuclear reactors and stuff yeah it, uh, in the US they were Essentially, they were given two options. One was a, th- a thorium, the safe thorium reactor, yeah. which cost a shitload of money, or the the cheap nuclear yeah. reactor shit. Yeah, yeah. And they went for the the cheap option, and now yeah. that's just like the so world's you have the, yeah, generic you have the, yeah. design. Mm. So you have to yeah, like I said, you have to source it, you have to enrich it because they're regular uranium. You can't just put in these things. You have to go through this whole process of adding additional elements to it um, that change its like atomic change it at like a molecular stuff, level. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's actually viable um, and. <laughs> kind of you just you got to give like <laughs> you got to give like the ecstasy to the to the person to make them <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah whereas thorium's just like the dude is just gonna go in get it done we make a big deal he kind of leaves mm. um but yeah <laughs> that's, that's a terrible crazy. analogy I mean, like, <laughs> in my head i was just like i was trying to think I was, i'm so fried i was trying to think i was like oh the tradies and the gear you got to give them the gear just to make a web where it's uh, <laughs> i was like hmm, thorium and ecstasy how does that line up with <laughs> <laughs> you got, I'm just going to say you got to give it extra stuff to make it do the good stuff but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas yeah, Thorium's, cool. just a, Thorium's just a good dude do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. there's always been talk as well about like Thorium batteries and stuff 
Mm. Like it could suit, like you're saying how they can miniaturize yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's such a small because the tech is very rudimentary. Oh, yeah, mm. boys, more Takates. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see this, but fucking <laughs> uh, this episode brought to you by Takate. And, and, and sponsor, sponsor. Yeah. yeah, man. If you get Takate as a sponsor, oh shit. <laughs> hola, hola, señor. How would yeah. they even? See, <laughs> see, si, si, señor. Fly. I think you're allowed to. I think me and <laughs> you can do South African accent. You can do. Like I can do, and I can do redneck. We all have like this weird triumvirate yeah. of the how racist we can be. I know yeah. Know subcultures yeah we're, we're, each of us are holding different licenses <laughs> but what I would like to yeah. see is really you know if we really want to break ba- break boundaries All right, so yeah. is you do the South African and you do just a crazy Japanese I can't do a South African accent <laughs> let's get you cancelled let's get a let's non- do it yeah. <laughs> let's get you cancelled let's do it Johnny you gotta go forgiveness yeah. priest no konnichiwa konnichiwa <laughs> 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 now you just say the language just try how bad is how bad is the state of PC culture now where a person trying to speak Japanese in the actual language language is considered racist if i walk up to a japanese person and go konnichiwa like they but actually try and do the yeah, accent yeah. so it sounds like i'm more genuine then yeah. it'll be it's considered more intolerant like i thought that was amazing because when australians go when you learn a language uh you know like a, like an asian or indian person learning yeah. english they're gonna have a twang do you know what i mean it actually mm. takes you have to learn the language and it actually takes a lot of phonetics lessons to learn how to actually subvert your accent yeah to so, iron that out like, yeah so for me that, to go yeah. to, for australians in japan australians speaking japanese would be the funniest fucking <laughs> shit <laughs> oh hi ogazimas like it'd be so fucking funny yeah. that would be crutches konnichiwa how do you pronounce this godzilla <laughs> well that's great oi cheryl oi cheryl you know it's sake yeah um that which is just so funny to me but then like i was in i was in quebec right and i was doing like i i, I try i'm trying to learn french at the moment i'm terrible at it but like i this girl who i was speaking with is french you know, she can speak you know french uh canadian and she like did, said a little bit to me and then i said something back but i said it in like my impression of a french accent she was like oh you speak french so well whereas if i had been like i've been like she'd be like oh okay this is your like make a wish this is your <laughs> yeah oh this poor Australian boy yeah <laughs> thank you thank you coming for coming you experience culture yeah okay uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's such funny. a good time yeah in Canada. Uh, <laughs> same, same thing with saying the word Jew like when you're like oh he's, he's a Jew Oh yeah, like CK has that great bit where he's like, he's like the racist, yeah, yeah. Uh, the anti-Semitic version of Jew is just Jew with a little bit of stank. Yeah, it's yeah. like Jew. Jew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as soon as you go Jew, it's so different. weird. It's different. But if no, you're like, one, oh, no, he, he's a Jew. It's alright. No one's ever been like Christian. Like, <laughs> if you just say Christian, it doesn't. They, people don't even think of the religion. They just think of like that kind of that you know yeah. date rapey bro from like high school, a Christian. Yeah. What's he doing now? Oh, he's a plumber, a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> He went to TAFE and it didn't work out. And he got in an accident because he took synthetic molly and then like, he fell out of a building. And he's still fine. It, I just keep going. This is the bit. I just keep. I like to make bits that are so uncomfortable. I just keep going. Chris yeah. is fine. You know, his family, they'll never be the same, but he's trying his best. And he's got a kid, that, but his wife, Cheryl, doesn't want to speak to her anymore. But, you know, they're really trying. I mean, Christian's son, Christian Jr., is really good. He's accelerating and accelerated. He's, he's in the Gifted and Talented program, which is ironic because his father can't even pick up a sprint anymore. But he's really good. I love. That's my favorite. I don't know if you got, my favorite comic it's terrible my favorite comic in the world right now is Rory Scovel and fuck man if you see some shit this is the most dynamic act I've ever seen this, he's a guy that's done Conan maybe seven times Conan loves him and yeah. Conan's a really good gauge Conan gives more opportunities to new comics than uh, any Absolutely, talk shows yeah. and he'll have him on doing there's a there's a uh, Rory Scovel set where he's doing like in a nice tux with a guy playing piano and he's doing one liners there's a set where he comes on as a southern guy like he's never done stand up there's another set where he does 
two, Conan's like, I'm sorry, I double booked, but uh, these two comics, and I don't want to have to cancel one, so I'm going to let two comics perform at the same time. He has him and John Dore do stand-up at the same time over each other, and it's like so funny because they're doing genuine sets yeah. over the top of each other, but uh, Rory Scove was uh, unbelievable, and his, his Netflix special. Um, yeah, Roy Scoble tries right. stand up yeah. for the first time. Yeah, Have you, did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. No, I like no. he's just a Greek. That was the most <laughs> Japanese thing ever. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, sure. You, you, <laughs> it's polite, Greek. You Americans have such a big penis, <laughs> so big, so oh, big. One of the funniest things I've ever seen recently. Um, okay, if I can just rate any top videos. <laughs> Just for, if you guys have some homework for your fans, please, for the love of God, I put this on resumes, I think it's so funny. YouTube man sneaking hot dogs into people's pockets. Holy shit. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the levels that this video gets to, because you think it's just like, you think it is what it is and it's funny to begin with, but yeah. then it just like gets deeper and deeper and like this completely uh, off the cuff, amazing things happen. And then the other one is... Um, is Asian people watching American porn. It's uh, it's so good. <laughs> but like, and I don't mean like Asian Americans. I mean like, uh, like South Korean people yeah. looking and it's not, it's not a fun thing. It's, mm. it's like a, it's a fear and it's like this, Oh, that's their saw, I think. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas we're yeah. like, oh, cut off an arm. You've got to get free. They're just like, oh, black dick. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get out. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like they're terrified by it. Yeah. And they're, they're just like looking at the whole show. Oh, I think Japanese people invented the hand over the mouth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they do it all in unison as well when they're in a group. Like, mm. They all do it together. Like, oh. It's a hive yeah. mind intelligence, man. Look, if yeah. you want to get the weird conspiracy. It, it's, it's a hive. It's a hive consciousness. Man. In the same way that yeah. like that Americans have like, oh, they're lizard people government. I wonder what other people's, con- other cultures' conspiracy theories are about yeah. their own cultures. Yeah. You know, like I'd love to know what Japanese like nut jobs wearing tinfoil hats think there is going on with their government. That's true. Like yeah. I don't because the majority of this, even the stuff that we parrot, is stuff from very like, Americanized. It's, it's stuff, Western. Yeah. Conspiracies. I just spilled a beer over myself. It happens, man. I was, I was about, I was, I was honestly, I thought, man, I was like, oh, don't worry, no one's gonna see it. But then I realized, you guys, smart motherfuckers, actually filmed this. <laughs> <laughs> so about thirty-five minutes in, there's a period where Colin clearly spills a beer himself because <laughs> the yeah. GNTs from last night have not worn off. Um, but that's 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 interesting though. If you if you had never seen like American porn and you were in like Japan or South yeah. Korea, you'd be like, wow, why? Are those real? Yeah, yeah but... Are those real tits? But they're... But, like, you'd be so weirded out. But Asian, like, Japan and Korea and stuff, that some of their porn is... Well, their, their porn's up. fucked up Man, as well. Man, let me... Okay, let me throw this at you. What if you'd never seen uh, an Asian person your entire life and right. all you had to go off was, like, anime... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How what, how munted would your perceptions of these people? If if someone was like, oh hey, um, also there's a group of about two to, two to three billion people that you've never seen before. Um, just watch some of their cartoons yeah. and then take a guess at what they look like. <laughs> just take it take a swing in the dark. Yeah. Do you know, watch watch some Miyazaki, watch some Howl's Moving Castle, and just draw your best impression of what you think an Asian person looks like. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that because like we have cartoons like over in the West and stuff, and you, they're obviously such weird wacky descriptions of what we actually like a yeah. white person actually look like yeah so. like the Simpsons right that's based around oh, American yeah. culture you, yeah, but they totally. look nothing like the yeah. Yeah. so you were totally right so. yeah. <laughs> yellow people <Yeah>. what <laughs> yeah yellow people right <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. I just want to know what Japanese conspiracy theorists like I want to know what they're like yeah no, no, that's who is it the people who is it the people in the government <laughs> well I think they they probably have the same uh, fears about do they worry about totalitarian like the, governments and the shit. new world order probably know? yeah consolidation of power goes I think is global. way back yeah doesn't matter like 
Um, or are, well, they, are they just like they're gonna make another The Last Samurai? Like, are they just constantly yeah, just, <laughs> just like low level conspiracy? Low level conspiracy because they're so polite. They're like because yeah. Americans like no one ever tells uh, you can tell an American to shut up and they won't. But if you go like Japanese person on a train like hey please be quiet they'll like never speak for the rest of their life. They're, like yeah. they're the politeness <laughs> yeah. and the moral code. So I feel like they're what they perceived as like crazy out there. Would like like I I don't know the whole like <laughs> what they perceive as like crazy out there might just be the most normal stuff mm. to us. Like they're like, hey, I just I was just thinking, you know what what if what what if, what if our votes don't matter? And then they go like, Takashi, just take it down a notch, right? You're bumming everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whereas okay. over here, okay. that's like that's like every philosophical discussion yeah, yeah. a hipster cafe has ever had. You know, yeah. Man, what even does it matter? <laughs> that's our their, that's our base level, and that's where they're like yeah. their most extreme. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if there was a correlation between like how privileged you are and the amount of conspiracy theories theories you there's, come up there's with. There's a total correlation Probably. because the more privileged you are, the more of the conspiracy theories you're experiencing. Yeah. Because like a poor person, <laughs> a poor person is like, you don't get it, man. The system's rigged. It's all about this. There's a group of small people who are trying to manipulate me. And then if you're like one of the Walton, the Walmart heirs, you know, one of the Sam Walton's kids. Yeah. You're like, yeah, the, totally. You, you wouldn't even think it was a conspiracy. You'd be yeah. like, oh, hey guys, let's go on the super yacht today. But he, he's got his own conspiracies about uh, other yeah, shit. Yeah, that would be nuts yeah. though. I wonder what the high, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm wrong because who was the dude in the aviator? Howard Hughes. He was one of the richest people in the world and complete nut job. Hmm. So you're right maybe it actually breeds more crazy maybe the, high, the, the higher you go that's why yeah. I'm so concerned about Elon Musk because I'm such a huge <laughs> such yeah. a huge Musk fan man love a bit of Musk um, can but, I just can I, can I, I'll, I'll just interject you're, you're for like a really second <laughs> I, I, I am doubtful of the Starman shit that's all I'm going to say Ooh, okay. about, wait, what, wait, what about okay, the okay. do you mean that he's the, I, I, uh, that okay. they're playing Starman in the Tesla car that he shot was that no, like that I, little joke they made I, or I think I'm going to go a step further and I'm probably going to lose people but I would say the footage is rendered in a studio. You're saying that there's no car in space. There's no car in space. Because you've got to... So for for NASA, right, I read this. It it takes a thousand uh, liters of... uh, It's a thousand per pound to get a pound of material into space. It takes a thousand liters of jet fuel. Mm. And this is jet fuel that they use... um, it's like it's highly explosive volatile material it's not like regular you know yeah, oil yeah. Um, so his whole thing is that he has cut the cost of sending things into space into like a, a tenth mm-hmm. a crazy amount um, but yeah the fact that sending a car in there a car is still a ton or at least two tons for a Tesla do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah. that is a, a <laughs> huge amount of, that's what I was thinking the exact same thing yeah, the, in the, terms of space yep, and yep. in terms of um, how do you get a car in there but the, when you're in space right what the temperature rises to about what 400 Fahrenheit yeah, or drops. something? It, no, it, but it fluctuates. No, no, it, it it's, fluctuates. It's like no, on the the sunny side. Like if, mm. if you're going this side, you got the sun on one side, yeah. you're going to burn to a crisp. On the other side, you'll freeze. Yeah, See, you'll yeah freeze. I never thought about that because mm. only you only ever think of the vacuum of space as like uh, cold, like just it's, neg- it's absolute zero mm-hmm. or as far as zero as you can kind of go. But yeah, I, I, I wonder if. Um, if the sun would burn you, like, yeah, it does. It, it must does. Yes, because it we're be. pre- we're protected by the ionosphere. Mm, but yeah. someone's saying if the if sound could travel, and obviously it can't through space, which is why like people you know criticize sci-fi films. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I read that if sound could travel, and um, we're ninety three million miles away from the sun, mm. if it could travel, the sound of the sun burning would be so loud it would be the equivalent of an atomic blast going away off an inch away from the air. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It would be that. Like, well, that's the, how powerful the sun this is. Yeah. A complete like a. A nuclear explosion, essentially. Yeah. yeah. A whole nuclear explosion. A giant yeah. There, there's a spot in London where there's a really, really, really tall building, um, and the sun shines through it at about midday, 
but the spot it the sun kind of shines through the window like the the glass yeah and it actually magnifies so there's a specific spot <laughs> there's a specific there's just one poor kid he keeps getting some <laughs> comes it's home true. he's like mom I put on soap in my square she's like you fucking did it it's true like you're just like your father there's one street that's really like hot because of this magnification of the sun and at 100 degrees celsius the cars were melting the tires were burning like that's so everything's melting and yet and yet elon musk said we didn't actually test the car for any space hardiness right and that's up there closer to the sun at oh, probably yeah. no, two, de- three yeah, hundred not, yeah, degrees, not, not protected by anything. Not protected it by anything. It definitely would have. It definitely would have. Um, it's a perfect car at the moment, apparently. Wait, yeah, is there right. is there footage of it now? Well, no, there's, not, there's not anymore. No. It's only the first oh, twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. See, so that's the thing. See, it's like that's why I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, that. I totally wouldn't buy that yeah. because during the initial um, during the initial shuttle launches when they were putting like, man on the moon and stuff, they they had theorized they were like, what happens if there's a solar flare? Yeah. If there's a solar flare, yeah. wipes out everything. Yeah, these guys would be destroyed. And their one thing was they were like, oh, we'll turn the kind of we'll turn the ship uh around so that the bulk part the bulkhead is kind of facing towards it and that was the only protection they had yeah but yeah there's, there's crazy stuff happening in space i was i'm terrified like i have a rational fear of being put in a vacuum mm. of like space do you know what i mean because you always see it in film and it's like, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. like a black hole kind of kind of being there yeah um and just getting like spaghettification but i read into it and there's, it's it's happened a few times in science people have accidentally been put into almost or partial or almost complete vacuums and what happens i think if you, we think of like you you boil and uh, freeze at the same time because yeah. your body's expanding so quickly mm-hmm. um and the heat expands that you actually kind of it condenses and you boil but also you're in space yeah but what actually happens is uh you'll be dead in 30 seconds but you'll pass out in the first 10 yeah because the capillaries in your head will explode and you won't yeah. actually suffer that much mm. i read this thing and i was so soothed by that because i was like <laughs> oh good good if i'm ever like jettisoned into space <laughs> In some yeah. kind of you, mutiny, you've got you've got ten seconds to enjoy it. Yeah, you've got ten <laughs> seconds to be like, stop, man. <laughs> Colin looked really happy before he shattered into a thousand pieces. He looked yeah. really content. There's, well, there's there's a couple of testimonies of people that have been temporarily like in vacuums, and the yeah. first the first thing they said was their tongue started to sizzle. Yeah, like. Smoke and mm. steam was coming. That was out so of the convenient. So yeah. you did that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how's he making that sound? I wasn't even looking at you. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> having to be vaping at the same time. I was like, this yeah. cra- you guys have the sound effects. Boy, <laughs> 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 But to think, the, yeah. the, fucking, the fucking arrogance. Like, if you were a living creature on Mars, you'd be yeah. like, what the fuck is that orbiting our fucking planet now for two billion years? Oh, fuck, it's a car from Earth? What a bunch of arrogant assholes. If they figured out what Tesla yeah. was. Like, oh, oh no. God, that's so <laughs> funny. I mean, if it was true, it's like, wow, that's just going to be circling yeah. over well, and over. I mean, over that, that's where I like to think for that... billions of yeah, years. No, 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 but that's, I like to think where Elon Musk actually was a nice guy. And you know how when they said they were going to put it into orbit of Mars yeah. and it accidentally went too far and it's going to go into the asteroid belt and probably Is that what they've said? Yeah. Oh shit, yeah, baby. Right. Was like, oh. and he's, yeah, he was saying how oh, they missed the orbit and it's going to go into the asteroid belt. I'm like, good on you, Elon. Like, I think he did that on purpose. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think he definitely did. I think yeah. there was a second car. I'm going to go full JFK <laughs> on this. There was a second car yeah. on a grassy knoll. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the grassy meteor. Yeah, on the there grassy. Was there was yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all the um, other spaceships were told to stand down while he went so forward. F- yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never noticed, man, how they never seemed. <laughs> the yeah. flags are waving. There's like all these people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that because now that like that's the newest 
that is because people used to rag on like the American flag in space, like yeah. oh, it's moving, man. How would it mean? There's no wind, and it's just yeah. like, oh, fuck up, nerd. Like just yeah. <laughs> get laid, and you'll never. Have you ever noticed if a conspiracy theorist gets fucked, they never conspiracy theorize again? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of goes down for a while. You like, I say it, that yeah. after like half an hour of us just talking conspiracy. <laughs> 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 what, are you, what are you trying to say, man? Yeah, no, it's a hard fridge for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, that, that Elon doing doing good for our South African boys. For your, oh, because he's from yeah. But he has oh, he, no, he played it smart He lost the accent Quick smart because, Oh, yeah. he's still got to He's a little bit of this He looks, like, way, he looks half Asian to me, man oh, Again, another got, conspiracy He's got little eyes, man I think He's got little eyes No, I think he's just Learned not to trust He's he's, yeah. he's always kind of Was the next yeah, But I lo- yeah. like I love his Twitter Like he posted that thing Recently saying uh, He just One single tweet That just said My full name is Elongated muskrat <laughs> and then sent it and it became the most trending thing if for like a week people were like okay you're clearly so far on the spectrum that you just you're punching a, like another level yeah that's you're breaking through the, the spectrum that's such a and he's like as a joke he was like oh, whatever yeah hey well he, he got me when he put his instagram of his new toaster which is a darth vader toaster a darth yeah vader you go toaster. Light, light side or dark side <laughs> that's so yeah that's so good. <laughs> yeah. i love that but anyway, i'm gonna i gotta look at that i'm gonna look at that uh that stuff about the car that has piqued my interest mm-hmm. yeah you know, i mean um, like uh, i don't know man but like, also he's south african man i I don't, know, I don't know if you've been charting. <laughs> you don't trust him because <laughs> no, I don't know if you've been charting villains over the but it was Germans. It, it's based on a cultural field. It was Germans, yeah, uh, giants, monsters for a while. Yeah, uh, Japanese people, um, and then Russians. Then apartheid happened, and South Africans. And now I have this weird feeling that uh, America is becoming the bad guys in a sense. Like a lot of their films are getting very like American Sniper and stuff. Yeah. Even their patriotic films are kind of like flipping against themselves. Mm-hmm. But even Australia, I feel like Australia's human rights are kind of becoming the new. Like in films, uh, Ben, fuck Ben, whatever his name was, he played the bad guy in Rogue One. Um, he was like the bad general, yeah, but he's yeah. an Australian actor. He's very talented, but they let him keep his Australian accent. And usually uh, for an Australian part, they'll always yeah, say, remove yeah. it, you know, like yeah. uh, Thor, whatever. They'll say, get rid of it. Well, do you, you do like a weird. British, like <clears throat> yeah. angry British. Yeah, yeah. Or do an American, yeah. like if you're Henry Cavill yeah. or whatever, even yeah. though he's a proper English boy. So uh, I feel like, yeah, making Australians keep their accent because yeah. he does sound proper villainous. Yeah. So I think Australians are becoming the new bad guys. Oh, yeah. Films. Do you remember the, uh, the two Australians in uh, Ace Ventura? Number two, and they had like crocodile oh, Dundee hands. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So people knives, and people have no idea about Australia, and they play on that. Yeah, kind of sometimes. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of, yeah, you've seen the trailers for the new Dundee movie. That was yeah, a, that, that was, was a marketing so campaign, though. No? Is yeah, it a real movie? Like, yeah, oh, no. so it's not an actual movie? No. Oh, thank they did. fuck. It was yeah. so funny. Thank fuck. So sneaky, though. <laughs> they played that so smart, getting yeah. like Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman involved. Yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, everyone. Um, I must have missed the memo that it was... A th- I was no, there's the thing, because people were like, is it fake? Is it real? We don't know. It got dropped during, like, I think, the Super Bowl or something. And then, like, two weeks later, like, now it's advertised. Oh, of yeah. course. Fucking Super Bowl. I keep wanting to go back and watch the Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is the most yeah. deceptive... Uh, Justin Timberlake's performance, man. Do we see, I didn't see it. Was any good. I just was waiting for the Han Solo trailer super bowl halftime yeah <laughs> no, tra- that's yeah, what true. i wanted man yeah, i can't wait yeah. for that i'm so excited uh, i don't know i didn't dig the new star wars that much it was okay. which one yeah. last jedi yeah last jedi man okay. here's the thing i wasn't around for like empire strikes back how old right? are you i'm 25 i was oh. around for empire strikes back yeah um but that was such a curveball for the people that i spoke to that were around that at the time in terms of narrative in terms mm. of where the genre was going for such a huge film they were like what the fuck but if you talk to anyone now I mean, my favorite's episode six, but if you talk to anyone now, like I find the majority are like episode five, hundred mm. percent. And I think that the 
them trying to replicate the series. Like you can reboot the first one, but people wanted another Empire Strikes Back. But what they got was the same shakeup. They didn't get the same story, and they're annoyed that they didn't get the same story. And mm. I'm like, you're changing the feeling. You mean something different? Like, so, 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 it comes down to two things: Did you want the same story? Do you want a different one? Because if mm. you gave you the same story, you would have just had another reboot, and you would complain that it's a reboot. If you gave you a different story, you would have complained that it was very different. And the stuff, ironically, the stuff in this new one was very different. There were a lot of bad things about it. There was some sloppy <clears> writing, um, but there was a lot of dialogue where I was like. Yeah, that's yeah. so dumb. Yep. Blah blah, and then you rewatch the originals, and you're like, "Oh wait, Star Wars is the fucking worst." Like, and <laughs> yeah. I love it, but the dialogue is yeah, terrible. Yeah, the jokes were terrible. Much bad stuff. Yeah, yeah so yeah. much bad stuff. And people have these ro- obviously the rose colored glasses where, when they're looking at this stuff. Yeah. But some of the stuff they brought in this new one was amazing. Some of the stuff, some of the stars, like uh, the scenes of the star fights and the dog fights were really great. Yeah. That one, like almost, I hate David Lynch, but that one Lynchian shot where she jettisons the fucking car and then the space break. Like, like it breaks with that bright flash. The uh, a lot of the, the light, the fight scene with there's stuff that even though people look, oh, I hated the film. You ask him, oh, what do you think about yeah. like that Ray and Carlo fight? And they're like, oh, it's fucking sick. Oh, it's just yeah. A, yeah. Oh, for me, for me, it's just the nostalgia behind it to see um, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker reunite with yeah. Chewie and Archie. It's like fuck, like I almost got chills. Oh man, Frank, when they, I was, back, I, when they got yeah. back into the Millennium Falcon, just like oh, I had oh, a weird yeah. like uh, a weird like oh they're gonna Yoda's gonna come back. Like it just came out of nowhere. I was like this is premonition, and then he did he jumped yeah. out. Yeah. I was so uh, happy with that. And they brought the original puppet Yoda back, which is sick. Yeah. Um, no and now I'm, I think uh, Mark's gonna come back, but they think the next one is probably gonna jump. And take a real deviation. The next one might jump 10 to 15 years in the future. Because at the end, when the kid does that force pull of the broom, yeah, 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 they were like, okay, if that's the next generation of Jedi and Rey's going off in her thing. And the the rebellion is literally a handful of people now. Because mm. they had to find a way to rebalance it, to kind of remake them the underdog. So they destroy the Republic, destroy the rebellion. And now it literally is 30 people in a Millennium Falcon being like, oh shit, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I'm excited to see what direction they take it. And the new Han Solo is either going to be amazing or a turd. There's no way it can be like a five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I mean? I'm so skeptical about that. Because they I had the two directors that got yeah. fired. They, But then two directors get fired and then they bring in Ron Howard. So, I was like, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like imagine if you had like, oh, that's a really bad sign. They fire the directors. But don't worry, we got Scorsese in. It's like, are you fucking serious? How did you? <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is a dude who did like uh, Apollo, Apollo 13. So, oh, he's a famous, um, or is Apollo, Apollo 11? Apollo 13. That's cool. Sir. Apollo 13. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah, anyway, yeah, they've yeah. done all these amazing films. They brought him in, have Woody Harrelson, Charles Gambino and stuff, or Donald Glover uh, as actors. But the main actor had to get like acting coaching, which apparently isn't that uncommon. Mm. though it was pretty late in the filming process when they got it so yeah. there's stuff that like I'm like oh please don't suck everyone loves Han Solo <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah you're not are you a gamer at all uh, yeah I play games but like I haven't just I have no console on me so yeah. the last, do last you, one do I you what happened about the like uh, Battlefield Star Wars franchise with EA oh man what How a fucking turd yeah. Battlefront was my shit I love it <laughs> I just go home like literally year 9 I was 14 every day for a year went home and played Battlefront 2 yeah like that it was just the best game the first one was the highest selling Star Wars game of all absolutely, time absolutely yeah and the second one was the only thing to beat that it became the, like to, mm. for two games in the same series to be the highest selling back to back yeah but they're uh, the fucking Drake of, of Star Wars. I know, you know what I mean? Totally. It's crazy. It, it broke so many boundaries. I know. But, and then um, for EA to come in and be like, "Oh, you know what we're going to do? Loot boxes. We're going to loot my yeah, <laughs> which are now yeah. apparently being considered being banned by the EU 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, because they're. I think that was you touching the jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they're considered being banned by the EU because loot boxes and crate boxes uh, it's considered gambling. Considered gambling. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the actual government has intervened with it, and apparently Disney. Great. Fuck em. Disney has cut ties with EA altogether. That's, yeah, so that's so good. Because yeah. there was the whole thing where, like, as long as EA and Disney were aligned, there was no way we were yeah. getting a good Battlefront no, coming yeah. out of it. Mm, and no if you saw, if you saw some of the footage of the Battlefront, because LucasArts got bought, and along with it, everything got bought. There was a new Battlefront in the pipes. That had been in the past for admittedly 10 years. And there was discrepancies. Like one person said it was 90% done. Another person said it was 50% done. But the, some of the gaming footage looked fucking sick. They completely went in the same direction and amped it up another thing. Like this new one has no story. You yeah. got um, you get no no narrative to run through. There was no dogfights to start with. There was one little end off thing with the where you where you're on the land speeder. There was, was they gave you nothing. They gave nothing, you genuinely yeah. nothing. It was all online. Nothing. When the funnest part for me was like playing Galactic Assault with friends or whatever, mm. and you do these big like. Giant yeah, matches. It was all about the scale and and mm. hop, hopping from like uh you know yeah running a vehicle to then on foot and all yeah. that stuff. That that mm. seamless integration. Yeah. Um and now. I think they kind of fucked it. Yeah, and there's another yeah. one. There was another one that got scrapped. Uh, LucasArts was putting towards. Uh, it's called like uh, 2140K or something. Anyway, it was uh, it was entirely sent on like Coruscant, and you it, the the promo footage in the beginning looked phenomenal. You go all the way down. It's like you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet. A kilometers deep mining shaft and then uh, like a bomb goes off and like Boba Fett I think it's, it's to do with like you play like a young bounty hunter pretty much like that old PS2 bounty hunter Boba Fett game it's like mm. that but you're in the Star Wars universe and the first scene is just you falling for kilometers and kilometers in Coruscant as this thing that this ship you're in is like falling apart and stuff and you're trying to go through and you're shooting people so it has like RPG um, FPS mechanics yeah. with this classic Star Wars like storyline like the shit they did for Force Unleashed the first one which is mm. unreal yeah that was um, good as well yeah, yeah. totally but, but I think I'm so behind the battlefront people were complaining like you need 50 hours to unlock all the character like one character yeah 50 and, hours or yeah. you could buy it straight off the bat yeah that being said like the paywall why why uh, remember the days when you bought a game and yeah. you had all the content Mm. Now it's like okay, you buy the base game. Yeah, buy the base game and get all the DLCs. Yeah. You have to get all the like DLCs, pay extra, like, pay extra uh, yeah. every month. Buy a license, buy a season pass now. Yeah. To, like, and now, but EA, EA. I mean, they're still making a lot of money, but EA is. I think that if there's any mil cons- from yeah. their like nine mil in the last year, I think, which I mean is chump change to them, but it's still they're taking a hit, and I think they might continue to take a hit. Well, their their stocks completely plummeted after yeah. the battle. They have too. the most downrated comment on Reddit. Uh, I think thousands and thousands of people where it was an EA response, being like, "Hey guys, this is why." we have in-game purchases or whatever yeah. when they tried to bring him in for Battlefront yep. but there was a broke a record <laughs> for the most downvoted <laughs> yeah there was a uh, there's a um there's in the industry game awards they had a joke where they were just like hey a lot of great games have been made by a lot of great developers who are Microsoft and Sony and Viacom and all these people uh, and we would mention EA but they'd have to pay extra <laughs> and it was like the big it's like nerds roasting nerds and it was like the biggest fucking burn of yeah. the <laughs> yeah. god damn I had have written that Jesus Christ I'm so happy with myself the, they call it the curse of EA and like every 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 franchise has kind of been ruined yeah. by that that company yeah man Sim just City, can, The Sims they, yeah. they, they all completely just just the, let the guys who did Bioshock and Mass Effect come together and make a beautiful RPG baby yeah of like Star Wars Bio, I feel like Bioware man Bioware I would trust but and I know Bioware has done amazing because they worked with they did Kodor and stuff some mm. of the original Nazi Republic RPG which are so good so I, I would trust Bioware with 
any story. Right? Yeah, I would love to see that. Except and- Andromeda suffered the same Apparently thing. Apparently, Andromeda with, did, uh, with did EA. EA. Did EA take over Andromeda? EA took over. Oh, that's the one game. And then they, they that and the new Far Cry are the ones I haven't played. Yeah, yeah Far Cry Primal. I'm a huge Far Cry guy as well. So but, sad. Um, mm, but so yeah, so, uh, did EA take over that new one? Yeah. Oh, no and then that, then that one flopped as well and yeah. then they, they had these almost like a meme being circulated around about how bad the facial animation was for Mass Effect for Andromeda. Andromeda yeah because I saw it and it just yeah even the trailers the trailers made no sense and then the in-game footage that I had like watched I was like this is terrible there's no soul to it yeah and that's, that was that's such a huge yeah. I still read up about uh, Mass Effect I still read like the lore and like just you know, whenever I'm bored, I'm like, oh, what, what was that question about the Reapers or whatever? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'll go through, and you do that giant like three hour tunnel where you're like, they put so much writing into this, yeah, do you know, that they never had to. Mm, um, yeah. The level of depth that Bioware goes to with their stuff, oh, mama. Um, oh, absolutely, chills. yeah. Just with the, the the narrative and the story that they weave, yeah. you don't find that in games anymore. Yeah, conspiracies, <laughs> games. What the fuck's wrong with us? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're nerding out big time. We're nerding. <laughs> uh, it's my bad. Let's go back to fucking bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so many women out there. <laughs> yeah, is it hot in here? It, it has gotten warm. It's got to turn on the air. It's warm. It's just so. There's all these conspiracy theories. <laughs> Yeah. What's your favorite one though? If there's any that hold that hold oh, any man. water for you, is it JFK? The thing. Is it JFK? I, when we, yeah, it is JFK. When JFK we, is not a conspiracy. <coughs> that's the thing. It's not yeah. a conspiracy. So when not we talk about conspiracy yeah. theories, like uh, I, I think it's funny that we label them, label them, sorry, conspiracy theories. Mm. Because uh, if it was a conspiracy theory, then uh, there would be no uh, like the idea that something can be a conspiracy theory is ridiculous it's either a truth or it isn't there's no conspiracy nature to it you know, like it did or did happen mm. so when we say when people are like oh they, they it's very clever to actually brand all conspiracy theorists together like a friend of mine has a joke where it's like uh, about people who have conspiracy theories it's like it only takes one person licking a window on a bus to make the whole bus look retarded do you know what I mean mm. so yeah. when we <laughs> credit Shane Hunter it's a great joke uh, <laughs> but so when we look at this kind of stuff it's very easy for government to kind of loop them all together I mean mm. I have like theories about and uh, stuff I've just read about about uh, conscious descent it was uh, very much in favor of the American culture and econo- uh, education system to teach Martin Luther King over Malcolm X because by teaching Martin Luther King they taught kids that the only way to resist was passively whereas Martin Luther King said and I quote um, peaceful protest is uh, viable like is, is useful so long as it's viable like so long as we can do it we'll do it but if it comes to violence we'll do violence do you know what I mean so mm. he was full, all about the peaceful stuff but they pushed that on a generation of kids so, so that they wouldn't have to deal with a bunch of kids throwing Molotovs again like they did in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And even if you look at the way that modern campuses are designed, UWA versus Curtin, Curtin is a really long design and they specifically do this around the world. There was a big turning point in like the 60s, 70s, 80s where modern campuses don't have a central focused meeting point because mm. of the outrage that young and energized youth use. So that kind yeah. of stuff, these aren't really like conspiracy theories. This is just stuff that's interesting <clears throat> to happen. So when we deal with stuff like Operation Northwood, yeah. Which again, if we can talk about my boy JFK for a second, the CIA approached him and was like, hey, we, are, we have an idea. It'll let us invade Cuba. We want to down a passenger jet, kill 230 people, blame it on the Cubans, go in. That was Operation Northwood. Mm-hmm. Kennedy was like, you guys are fucking insane. You've gone rogue. I want to not only shut this down, I'm going to dismantle you. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I quote, I'm going to smash you into a thousand tiny pieces or something, something to that effect, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And when they unlocked, it was very, this is the interesting thing because about the whole CIA killing him. When uh, some code breakers unlocked and took all the spy kits, toolware that they, they used to kind of fuck with everyone's shit, um, that was recently leaked 
because some guys hacked the CIA, the password for what they found it was uh, smashed into a thousand tiny pieces, like word for word what Kennedy said. Like these guys are insane sociopaths. The CIA yeah. was a government, it's a central intelligence agency. Mm. Its whole role was to just gather intelligence. That was it. Mm. Then they started going and carrying missions, doing all this stuff way beyond what, their pay grade and what they were allowed yeah. to do. Wasn't it actually uh, George Bush Sr.? Or his grandfather yeah. was, so the was the director of the CIA when yeah. JFK was... Yeah, so president. not dissimilar to the way that um, Putin was head of the KGB. So if we're talking mm. about a conspiracy theories, I think are legit. Um, obviously, Northwood was something that happened. Mm. MK Ultra was something that definitely happened. Mm. Um, everyone was experiencing with LSD. Uh, there's some more interesting books. There's one that you can't get in the States legally about a guy who was investigating Lee Harvey Oswald um, because they, he actually found that Lee Harvey Oswald was part of the MK Ultra trials. Mm. Um, back when they were experimenting with the idea of whether people could be uh, controlled mind control yeah, yeah. they say mind yeah. control and people you say mind control and it's very interesting the terminology you use because you say mind control people go oh I don't believe it yeah. but if you say hypnotize people go oh I've seen hypnotize I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen I've gone to a stag party and seen like a friend dress up as a chicken and stuff <laughs> yeah. I've seen that and so there was a guy um, an NLP, NLP guy who was like Cam, would it be possible to hypnotize someone to kill a person mm. and in front of a thousand people at a show they were like alright let's give it a shot and he's like okay hypnotize him to go kill Stephen Fry and he had to like snap this dude out straight away because the guy was running off the stage about to kill like trying to kill Stephen yeah. Fry mm-hmm. um, so I think that kind of stuff is completely legit but even the the, the reasoning behind it is fascinating because like the idea that him like the event is interesting but the event itself is usually the cover like the 9-11 is a huge explosive giant oh my god that's crazy but if you look at like, why did the 9-11 happen is that's like the really tangible, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you look at JFK, for one, generals hated him. Mm. The American military just come off the high of World War II. They were like, we can fuck with anyone. And JFK was like, don't. So they hated him. CIA, he wanted to disband the CIA. He also started the Kennedy Silver Dollar. So he started uh, a dollar, which was put in circulation, that was made of 60% silver. And so the interesting thing about that, America was on a fiat currency, so its currency wasn't backed against the gold anymore. They could print it as needed. Whereas the Kennedy silver dollar was part silver, 60%, and it had its value inherently put in the money. So the Kennedy silver dollar would maintain its value throughout the decades and only ever increase in value as Americans suffer hyperinflation and it became less and less valuable. So he instigated and brought in a rival currency that would challenge the Federal Bank mm. uh, or the Reserve Bank of America, which was like a huge fuck around. Did you know the president isn't legally allowed inside the... U.S. Federal Reserve. I did, yeah. That's what? insane. Yeah, the, Fed, the president isn't legally allowed because they're like, oh, we don't want them fucking with each other. Mm. <laughs> what? In yeah. Australia, you get paid more. You get two million a year. You get paid more to be the head of our Federal Reserve than you do the three hundred thousand to be our prime minister. And that's your prime minister. Yeah. 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 The, the, the people with alleged powers. Yeah. Which is why Bernie know. Sanders, man. Bernie Sanders. Even Rand Paul, uh, Ron Paul was doing this shit. They were like, we want to audit the Federal Reserve. Yeah. No one's ever gone through and said like it would cost millions if not billions of dollars to do it but it would be t- completely worthwhile totally worth mm. it yeah. to be like hey uh, the guys who are making the money can we see can we see your receipts can we just see what you're paying <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and um, obviously the other thing that people gravitate towards is the final speech of JFK where he actually oh, said like, same thing happened with Eisenhower man yeah. Eisenhower laid it out Eisenhower laid it out fucking clean where Eisenhower totally. was like mm. look there are forces at work here and this is the frustrating part I'm like you these people uh, spent so much time around politicians. It's very easy to lose touch with a common man. Like a, 
I was speaking about a f- with a friend the other day about a marketing campaign that went badly. Um, Fringe World. Uh, I was speaking with a friend <laughs> about a marketing campaign that went badly. And uh, <clears throat> she was making a very interesting point. She was like, look, surely people understood that this campaign was a joke. That was making fun of like, you know, artists in like a lighthearted way. And I went, I tour like around, I go interstate, I do, I do perform to, you know, uh, hundreds of different audiences, a, a variety of different people a year. I know how smart and how dumb they can be. And when you deal with the average, the average person is intelligent, but on, in a group, you got to knock them down by like 20 IQ points. Yeah. So when we talk about how dumb people have the potential to be. Um, when we deal with situations of yeah politics, like we were saying before with JFK, um, you really I don't I don't credit them what they are. So when politicians like Eisenhower and stuff were like, "There's a dark menace coming," and I would encourage every American to do this, that, and the other, it was like, "Dude, you can't be that smart. Lay it out. Tell yeah. these people exactly." But you don't want to cause like a mass hysteria mm, because he yeah. can't be like, "Hey guys, I don't want to, I just don't alarm you, but the generals are attempting to seize in a form of like an unofficial military coup in America. Uh, the power we are wrestling with Russia. You can't." drop all that shit yeah, on them at once yeah um it's like i've had uh, uh read interesting reports and known people of, who known people who uh worked in like high level military and army positions and police positions and as much as we want to think like oh terrorism isn't a concern and i tell people that because obviously i don't want them vibing that like oh we've got to fucking kill every muslim or whatever like that kind of shit that people people are going to take whatever they want out of it yeah but the amount of stuff that federal police stop would, would astound the average citizen. Mm. And here's the interesting part, though, about like a 9-11 or any... Those attacks that happen aren't the ones... Aren't the rare attack. They're the ones that get let through. Do you know what I mean? There's that many attacks. There's that many rogue elements, which is why when we look at like a 9-11, they didn't have to do it. The idea that America planned 9-11 is insane. There's a great quote where he's like, if you believe in 9-11, you believe that the American government can keep or, or like can keep a secret, which is ridiculous. And I think it's, I totally vibe that. They mm. didn't have to plan something. They just had to let it through. Mm. And so the big controversy around 9-11 wasn't that 9-11 happened or was planned by the American government. It was that they knew it. And his, this is a non-disputed thing. The Bush came out and so did Cheney saying we had intelligence and we knew it was going to happen. And they didn't act on it. That to me is the sabotage and that to me mm. is the traitorous attack Yeah, um, because these things are constantly barraging mm. America and any kind of Western society, any society really is going to have them. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like they looked and went, oh, that's too big to handle. Let's just let it happen. Well, I don't it, think or? it was that. I think right. they went, we have not, we need uh, this. this well, there's something else to yeah, they, pri- they prior- prioritizing. They needed this or? thing to happen so that it, they could justify. They needed Iraq to happen. They needed right. To, uh, right now, what they're doing, yeah. like they're doing, not dissimilar to the island hopping campaign that led to the attack on the Japanese mainland. They were getting ready before the bombs were dropped to uh, attack Japan. Right, they had to. That was that was pretty much the final goal. You couldn't have a. a state that was still fighting a war and not attack them directly so america was conducting an island hopping campaign that's when okinawa and iwo jima happened mm. and they got closer and closer set up more and more bases and then the bombs were dropped because they were like look we estimated that we'll lose less life by doing this mm. than if we attack them directly because the estimated casualties were 400 another 400,000 americans just for the mainland yeah. of japan like um so they did that right um and in not dissimilar to the Middle East, that America is conducting this kind of rock hopping campaign around, which is why a lot of really prominent people are like, look, Iran is the next thing, which is why Obama doing that Iran deal was a huge fuck around. Like so many people were annoyed because they need Iran to be this militaristic totalitarian state so that it's viable for them to go in. But when we speak about the nature of oil and stuff, um, 
Yeah, nine uh, eleven wasn't was planned by these other people in the same way that thousands of other terrorist facts are planned, but all they have to do is let them happen. One on that mm. scale. Like, yeah. how many checks and balances had to go wrong for that to happen? Mm. Do you know, I mean, it, stuff like the fact that they happened to be having the drill that would have rendered all their security measures, in effect, um, <clears throat> that rendered them negated. Mm. Yeah. Because they had people going on the... <clears throat> they were running a drill that day that was like, what would happen if terrorists hijacked a plane? They were running that drill yeah, yeah, that day. Yeah. And so the people in the jets and in the aircom towers were getting calls saying, hey, scramble the jets now because the protocol is if someone hijacks a plane and they're going into a building, you take down the plane. Yeah. You have yeah. to kill 230 people because the potential devastation is yeah. 3,000 like yeah. we saw. Mm. <clears throat> and they had that happening on the same day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah but would you say... because. We were just talking about. Can I go about the Takati? Yeah, man. Is that cool? <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about the proudly sponsored by <laughs> Takati. We were talking about. Do uh, you like immigration? <laughs> it's like this weird. Yeah. It's like is that more liberal? Or is that more? Is that more Labour? I don't know who's that. <clears throat> but we, we were talking about the the CIA going rogue. But you don't believe that maybe rogue elements in the government were could have been conspiring to to either. Let it, because man, th- there were there are a lot of things that were fishy. We're working day. hand in hand with um, yeah, man, pe- I tell you people what, if in you caves. Guys, if you're if you're like a if you're a a person who doubts conspiracy, like like we were speaking about before, if you're a mm. person who goes who labels all theories with a conspiracy theory brush, I would do your own research, and I don't mean do your own research at like spiritscience.com. Just go to a library, <laughs> yeah. read a newspaper, and read a variety of sources. That's all I can say. But mm. if you look online and go confirmed conspiracy theories conspiracy theories that we thought were like silly at the time that actually turned out to be true stuff like northwood yeah. uh, stuff like american the american government this is a huge embarrassment for the american government yeah uh giving african-american citizens stds tuskegee experiments yeah, yeah the tuskegee experiments. Yeah. They were, uh so that was a that was something that if at the time if you said right now like they're giving kids something in the water we'd go okay yeah right man but that was something that completely happened. Yeah. That was a crazy thing. Even at the time of American colonization, if you said, oh, they were giving indigenous people blankets with smallpox, you would go, that's crazy. And so this idea that humans do terrible shit and try and cover it up is ridiculous. Of course. Mm. I mean, you yeah. think Barnaby Joyce wasn't running some weird elaborate conspiracy theory to try and like make the kid not look like him? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kid's yeah. going to come out. <laughs> he draws a fake mustache on him to make it. It can't be my kid. He's got facial hair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, as far as conspiracy theories that actually happen, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but the amount of effort that it takes, I don't think people put in effort as to make stuff happen as much as they put in effort to control things. People right. are reactive relative. Proactive takes, I think, 10 times as much effort to mm. plan something relative to react and control it takes so much more effort to mm. like plant the explosive takes a lot of like 10 times more effort than it does to redirect the energy of it so when you talk look at that that's how i think about like political events is like explosions and mm, all you were right. doing and you never you never stand or block an explosion you only ever redirect the energy you know so something bad happens in government you redirect the energy in terms of political outcry and what they're going to talk about so it, it's fascinating how like you know you'll see one one guy get beat up on the street and all of a sudden it's like African gangs going crazy. And you go, yeah. okay, why are African gangs going crazy? Well, I would say it's because the government is in a huge recession and they're not willing to acknowledge it. And plus, I reckon that Barnaby Joyce shit was about to come out like a motherfucker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it blew up now. So, so you yeah. believe more in diversion 
Yeah, hugely so. That's just the base espionage. I mean, that's what what is interesting now is I've had friends. I speak to friends who are like uh, of a variety of backgrounds, a variety of degrees of like intellect and you know um, skill sets, and some of them won't don't think that spies exist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, and if I talk to someone, if I like, oh, a spy did this, they go, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. But I'm, I, then I, you ask the very simple question: Do you think governments have spies? Mm. And sometimes people will say no. And it's mm. like, wh- what do you think ASIO is? Like, do you, we, we think there's actually, spies, a, there's actually advertised like on the radio to join to ASIO join to become ASIO. a spy. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> so do you, like, do you think like, do you, we think of spies as like, man, the Nantes, like, I'm going to take another car. Like, we yeah. think of spies as like these weird, like espionage. The trench, trench coat in the background. Trench, yeah. The, it's yeah. just a lot of like, well, what do you do as a spy? Oh, you wear trench coats and you yeah. look through windows like this. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You're talking to your watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of talking to your watch. But here's the thing. Dude, you've got a fucking smartwatch. Yeah. Motherfuckers got a smart. Like you t- we talk yeah, about, no, oh, it's no, crazy. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. But when when we think of spies, we think of oh, they're yeah, these these crazy spies. But in reality, um, like you said, I've seen those adverts. I went to see Captain America. Yeah. And yeah, man. Ironically, they had an advert for ASIO. This is how shit the Australian government is. They are advertising for a top level secret security at movie theaters. Yeah. And he's, I've spoken to a few different people who have managed to get to varying levels of the ASIO process. You know, a couple of people that, because it's, it's mm. like any other job application, mm. you know, physicals, mental, psych evaluations and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the idea that we don't have spies is insane. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Like, yeah, we're not in wartime, but he, I mean, even ASIO, they were like, uh, it, it'll be something as simple as, okay, there's a union over here. We want some intel on them. You go be part of the union for six months. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And here's, so here's what I do whenever, uh, is, is something I learned, whenever someone doesn't believe or finds it too hard to believe, and there's something I learned from like the way anti-vaxxers and stuff operate. If you act like everyone knows, already knows the thing, social conditioning will make someone feel like they, as to be part of the flock and part of the pack and accepted, should also know that. So I found this is very prominent with that there were a lot of people for ages going vaccines cause autism, but they were all a bunch of fucking neckbeards and no one was like, well, you fucking loser. No one cares. But the second, but the second mums in schools started running around saying it, it got yeah, blew pe- up. People took notice. Yeah. yeah. So why did it take yeah. notice? For once they have tighter social circles, but two, there's a way tighter social hierarchy within these mum circles. You don't go to a PNC and tell me that there's not a hierarchy. You're already fucking mind. Yeah. So it became it became less of like, you guys don't understand, man. You're in the outside. You're all fucking sheeples, blah, blah, pushing people away to like the anti-vaxxer mums coming in being like, oh, you don't, you didn't know that like you should vaccinate your Oh, I can't believe Carol didn't know that. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's just, we operate in a kind of different way. That is a complete flip in the way that the information is being presented and Mm. pulls people in. So when I speak to people now, I don't go like, oh, this is like, oh, you don't believe this? It's the same way. How annoyed are you when someone's like, oh, I can't believe you don't like X, Y, Z. We can't be friends anymore. And it's like, what are you fucking 12? Like, yeah, no, I haven't seen Avatar. Sorry, bro. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, But people do, or relative to being like, Oh wow! I can't believe you haven't seen that. I just thought you would have because you're a big film buff. It's going to make you go want to go home. And yeah. go, oh shit! I need to. Yeah, man. Like people police themselves <laughs> within their own circles. You totally. That that's right. the highest form of censorship is not is not people- wanting to be ostracized by the group yeah. that you're in. So you just follow. Did you ever see what, that what film, uh, uh, My Dinner with Andre? Did you ever see- no. So it's great. There's. Uh, I only saw it because there was a spoof on uh, Community about it with uh, My Dinner with Arbed where they. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you watch if you Community fans, but they did a very intelligent. Like Dan Harmon is a fucking savant when it comes to comedy. That guy can write anything, but. 
Uh, they had this scene in my dinner with Andre and the whole film is this guy who hasn't seen his friend in a while, has a dinner with his friend and they, they just have a conversation. But I've never seen a film like it because it's just highly intelligent, well-written dialogue. Like almost like like Tarantini. Tarantino. <laughs> I was Tarantini? Think, I was thinking Tarantinian, but I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Quentin Tarantino, yeah. like yeah. the way he kind of writes his dialogue is very intelligent. And one guy makes the point where he's talking about people in New York are in this self-imposed prison where everyone wants to be in New York, but everyone in New York wants to leave, but they won't leave for fear of not being in New York. And so he's like, everyone in New York is miserable, which is true. And he's like, and no one wants to leave, which again is true because it's this, the ultimate FOMO. You're in the, the capital of Western civilization and you don't want to leave. Yeah. But they all have convinced themselves that they need to be there. And it's like, no, you don't. Half mm-hmm. of New York could leave right now. The place would still function. Like half the hot dogs in Manhattan. Like, yeah. Half of New York could leave right now and the place would still operate. It yeah. would st- it's not going to just stop working. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The couple of million people on that tiny little island. So, uh, yeah, it's made a very interesting point about that. And so when we talk about self-imposed limitations, yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. Because you can't yeah. have a camera in every house. But if you have people fearing it, if you have people in South Korea, you know, or even what's very interesting, Thai people, even those ever ever gone to a Thai person's house and not seen a picture of the king? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Never. So the they, way they, they revere they that person. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there's a fear. That if there, there's still a fear. It. There's that because it's been drilled into them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why Russia, I find it's really interesting. Russia resounded uh, so much with, with Putin because Putin represented this old Russia that even though it was terrible, it was so familiar to people. And so the second the wall collapsed and the second Russia was fucked and they were coming on their hands and knees to Europe, um, they were like, please help us. And Europe just turned their back on them and was like, no, you fucked with us for so long. You were such a big problem. Whereas if they had have done what America did to Germany and Japan after World War II and been like, you know what? Come on board. We would have had a hugely different Russia right now. But they said no. They left Russia to their own devices. Let the people starve. Let the people struggle. Mm. And then when Putin comes in and goes, you know what? I can fucking do this. I'm, I'm the guy to do this. Anyone who comes in my way, I'm going to fucking kill them. They go, yeah, finally, someone who can at least do something and make it feel like progress is being made. They wanted that so badly. Mm. They went into that. And so the way people speak about Putin, they brought in Putin. Putin doesn't have any power. Putin can't make you do anything. No. But he has people that make you do things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so man, we're gonna all end up in the fucking ditch next week. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comedian winner straight. <laughs> but it's funny now, like a lot of the 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 whole Trump thing and the whole uh, conspiracy culture has is being linked to Russia. Oh man, Russia is so ahead of the curve. Yeah. You watch that again to link it back to Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone is uh, one of the only, if not the only, journalist, especially American journalist, to ever be allowed to interview Putin. Right, and so there's this great scene in one of his new documentaries where he's like talking about he's talking with Putin, he's walking with him, and he says, "Do you think uh, America would win in a hot war with Russia?" So obviously, one that comes to physical violence, and he was like, "No, just straight off the bat, no." It's so interesting what's happening now because America was running on this system of nuclear mutually assured destruction. So they had bases, uh, uh, you know, missile silos in Turkey, and so for ages Russia couldn't do anything. If you fight a missile. Russia will be completely destroyed. Now Russia has this new tech that's coming out, which is why Syria is such an interesting battleground because Syria has America and Russia fighting different strategies. Against, so they're fighting this proxy war where they're both on the same side. Don't get me wrong. They oh, I don't want to say both on the same side. They don't, neither of them wants Al-Qaeda in. Neither of them wants ISIS in. Uh, one of them wants Assad and one of them doesn't. But they're both fighting this war, not against each other, but alongside each other using 
all their most advanced tactics and their most advanced weapons. And it's just this big dick measuring contest because there was an article I saw recently where it was like American generals got to witness the latest in Russian artillery the other day. And it was like, fuck, that's so interesting Mm. because, and they're using them on civilians. Like the Syrian people are fucked. Russia is dropping, uh, you know, missiles that can split off into 20 separate warheads and heat seek and like, so, uh, but Russia now has tech that can shoot down missiles and America's tech. And during the Clinton administration, uh, to try and deter against that com- was a complete bust. You cannot shoot down a missile from like one direction coming to the other. It's too hard. Mm. It's impossible yeah. to logistically get that direction. You have to get something that can go into the stratosphere and then come back in, but then also hit a target that's moving mm. in the opposite direction um, thousands of you know, kilometers an hour. It's too difficult. And yet they can send a rocket to the ISS and that's no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. But Russia... Tinfoil hat. <laughs> Russia has, Russia has some, some... Like Russia has some next-gen tech that they're kind yeah. of bringing into the fray that will like render their America's arsenal um, you know, completely negated. Not dissimilar yeah. to the Iron Dome in Israel, but mm. on a larger scale for nuclear weapons. So when we look at what Putin's trying to do, um, Putin, for one, is fucking with all the governments in a way that America didn't think was possible, and America is scrambling like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because right now, all their intelligence agencies, FBI, Comey and stuff coming out, being like, we didn't know that Russia could do this. Yep. We fight hot wars. America's always been about the big, strong guys, and so subversive tactics, not dissimilar to the Viet Cong, they lost against a bunch of people who were living in the fucking bush. Like, do you, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. crazy. They yeah. had everything at their disposal. But Vietnamese people had been fighting foreign invaders for th- hundreds of years yeah. against the Chinese, and they like they lost. Exactly, they lost in Iraq. They, there was a famous uh, example called the Millennium Games. It was the biggest military exercise to date in history. It was in happened two thousand, uh, I think the early two thousands, uh, and they got the full might of the U.S. military in this giant. Like they had the Navy, the Air Force, and the Army all in unison. And they had one former retired general pretending to be, they gave him some small resources equivalent to that of an insurgent force. And they had him conduct a, a, a simulated attack against America, right? And so they had these Millennium Games and America was like, yep, great. We got it. This will be a great example of how we can just fucking run in and, you know, yeah. cut punch. And the guy goes in, right? He starts the attack, doesn't single when war is going to happen because obviously that wouldn't happen. Sends in a bunch of small fleets to scout out where the boat, big boats are and they're so small they can't get shot down or anything. And then he runs suicide bombers, like simulated suicide bombers into the sides, estimated casualties and knocked out 13 warships like straight off the bat. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a huge amount. Estimated casualties, it was, the estimated casualties were so bad from the initial assault and the initial day of this guy's attack that they went, put the whole thing on hold and said, okay, now you're following a script because that was such so embarrassing. Yeah. So this idea that America's military superiority is there is is ridiculous, mm, and especially yeah. cyber warfare. When we look at what Russia did with Georgia, the Russia yeah. four-day Georgia yeah. war, yeah. they blitzkrieg the fuck out of them. Russia, I mean, Georgia was going to lose anyway. It's a it's a fleet, you know. This is a small country. It didn't have a military uh, strong enough in didn't the slightest. Didn't you get into Georgia heaps? Hey, you saw that documentary? Yeah, on no, on um, Kiev, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kiev, yeah. So, yeah. but they went in. They went into Georgia, and then the Russian cybersecurity units went in and stole all the money from the Georgian federal bank. So they couldn't even finance a retaliatory attack if they wanted to. Like yeah. Russia is like neck level thinking. Mm, fuck um, yeah, yeah. So when we look at what's happening with all these governments, it is completely viable uh, that Russia is peddling and meddling mm-hmm. all these different systems. When you look at the amount of bots that are on Twitter spouting, yeah. pro- it's very interesting. Two years ago, I noticed a lot of my friends were like, "Have you seen this Trump? Uh, this Putin video? Sorry." And 
they were ve- they got for a while there was like a lot of my friends were like man Putin's pretty cool Putin's doing this and I was like this is so at the time I was kind of watching it's working work. now looking back <laughs> yeah. yeah totally it's working totally <laughs> and that whole shirt fronty thing you know yeah, Putin yeah. wearing a shirt and going around with guns a bunch of young boys were like my age at the time in their early 20s were seeing that shit going yeah that's a fucking president who gets shit done yeah which is totally like the worst thing you could have. Yeah. <laughs> but the propaganda was completely working. And Psychological now, operations, man. There is a guy, the Russian, so the Russian propaganda minister uh, came, and they, they do, they still even call it that, the Russian propaganda. He comes on out and he said, and this is something that uh, is in a lot of these, um, fuck, I forget his name. Not Alex Jones, that nut of butter, but uh, uh, Charlie Brooker does a yearly wipe. And within the yearly wipe, he has um, this guy, it's not Alan Davis, maybe it's Alan Davis. Anyway, um, uh, he did. The, this is the guy who did Century of Self, which is an amazing piece on the nature of propaganda, and right. how it was started in World War One. So he does. He he does this short ten minute segment that like kind of wraps up the year. And he was speaking about what happened with Russia, and the Russian propaganda minister walks out and says, "Hey guys, I'm going to start lying to you, and you won't know what's real and what's not." And the media went like, "What?" And he was like, "That's it," and then left. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was talking about how. By keeping people in a state of constant confusion, they can get away with whatever they want yeah. because no one yeah. knows what's going on. Adam Curtis? Adam Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Adam Sorry, Curtis, that's yeah. Adam Curtis. Adam yeah. Curtis. Oh, man. God, that fucking dude. Century itself. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's a, like this four-hour thing. I've only ever gotten through like the first 30 minutes, but it's, even yeah. in that is so dense, the information, speaking about Edward Bernays and the literal... Edwin Bernays is the cousin of Sigmund Freud and Sigmund Freud sent him over his early work on psychoanalysis and how the unconscious of the mind recesses yeah. work. He read that and went, oh, I can use this to manipulate people and started what is now modern propaganda and PR. Yeah. Um, Psyops. All that yeah. Doing yeah. stuff at the very yeah. base level. So when we're talking about conspiracy theories, mm. um, from a profitable perspective, like cigarette, big tobacco went to him and went like, hey, uh, half the country isn't smoking cigarettes because only men smoke. How can we get women to smoke? And he goes, okay. And he uses psychoanalytics and, you know, fucking with the unconscious to uh, make women think that cigarettes are a symbol of dominance and empowerment. And so he got a bunch of suffragettes during this march to all of a sudden light up, which was this huge like, oh my God, what's going yeah. And then- Women smoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How we, dare they? No, exactly. Yeah. And it was this whole like, fuck you to the man. And yeah. within a year, half the country, the other half of the country was, was smoking. smoking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And so he used it. He used this stuff. And it was amazing like to learn about this kind Same of Same with the bra, mm. bra bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was bra thing, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a, the whole thing to stimulate- you know, yeah. the, the, man, mm. it's hard. Because I, I want, there, there's false empowerment, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I think it's really hard to d- distinguish what is like false empowerment or like a co-opted movement from like a real mm. one. Like, are there any real movements now? That's the thing, man. That's another great point. Yeah. Are there any, I, I did this course from, uh, I did some online course. If you ever get a chance, Coursera and stuff are great. They give you the world-class education and it's completely free. So I did this one from Wesleyan, which was like uh, talking about, you know, changing the world and how, how organizations act. And this guy made a really good point. He's like, hey, here's why Occupy Wall Street failed. They had thousands of people and they would all meet up in these town halls and they did a thing where they have to have, uh, usually you have to have, when you vote on something, majority, they had to have absolute agreement. So they had all these hippies being mm. like, we have to agree on everything, man. It was so dumb. And they had this guy who in the 80s started single-handedly pretty much the pro at that i want to say the pro the aids movement that led to a lot of the huge dramatic changes uh in government legislature being made and so he said and he's talking he's like uh whenever you have a movement 
never have more than 30 people yeah. at the core of the movement. You mm. can activate the hundreds of thousands. He had hundreds of thousands of people across the country marching in favor of AIDS reform and the way the government was approaching it in terms of funding, in terms of research. But at your core group, you can only ever have up to 30. You get more than 30, the whole message becomes diluted. So when we talk yeah. about stuff like you know Black Lives Matter and uh, ideas of Me Too movements and stuff, there needs to be this core central group that's running the shots because yeah. otherwise it literally is a too many... A chef's situation and you end up yeah. with that's why it happens all the time you know you have infiltration like, and shit yeah because you have a person going I'm part of this movement and I said this miles away yeah. and whether or not they're even part of the movement exactly. is a huge yeah. issue because then they can easily discredit any union absolutely yeah uh, any movement you know what I mean speaking of uh, Occupy Wall Street there's video on YouTube of cops Dressed in civilian outfits. Oh, yeah, that's so common. With yeah. backpacks, just yeah. going around, starting fights or inciting yeah. stuff, and then running yeah, I mean, back yeah. and being escorted back. Yeah. You're like, where the fuck is that guy? Yeah, and it's very well, easy like, for people in the left, because usually people on the left are, are younger, tend to be younger, um, mm. to see that stuff and go, oh, the system's fucked, and, and I want to believe that too, because I'm a fucking bleeding heart lefty. But from my experience and the people I've spoken to in mm. law enforcement and stuff, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his father was in a very high-ranking position within the the police, and he was saying that by a ratio of about ten to one, violence was incited by the left. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. He interesting. Said that, huh? He said the right mm. was so much more efficient at provoking the left. Yes, you know, you drop the N word, you push them, you shove them, you do whatever you can. There's too many buttons you get to in push. Their face, There's too many buttons to push. And then some triggered fucking me, like a young, like oh, I want to fucking take a swing at a cop. All of a sudden, punches a police horse, and I'm in jail for five years. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. It's but perfect. that's the yes, that's, that's the a, kind of shit that happens. Yeah. But when you look at what's happening now, and I have a friend who's a, a, a phenomenal comic and a really was. Uh, left comedy and did like a lot of progressive movement stuff for ages and then went you know what this is fucked and went back to comedy and he's like I can make more of change here talking to 50 to 100 people a night than I ever could doing this um, doing any amount of protesting or action yeah, and he was yep. saying that these people are insane yeah. he, was, he was terrified he was getting death threats on the regular he had people threatening to beat him up on the regular I mean he was talking to people who and you see it now like I, I subscribe to a lot of there's a lot of left stuff on my Facebook, but it's also, you got to know what the other side is up to. Absolutely. So I like, mm. I follow Breitbart and shit all the time. I think mm. it's really important you do just to see where they're thinking and where their head's at. Proud boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any proud boys stuff? No, dude. No. Uh, like, so yeah. I follow Breitbart and a lot of their, like, you know, um, do you, if you get a chance, not UFP, but like the group surrounding them, because yeah. Facebook usually yeah. blocks them, but any legitimate right wing news sites, yeah. like I think it's very important to follow. Um, and so the way they were, they have like, some guy uh, just released this uh, video of like how the left is like radicalizing all these people, blah, blah. And even though he was doing it as a piece of shit and he's just a turd and the stuff he said was really biased and all this stuff, there was a lot of in between the lines that you read and could see in the footage, there was a mm -hmm. lot of stuff that was not acceptable in the slightest. Yeah. A lot of left people being doing what the cops would be doing, you know, doing that kind of like, oh, here's a gun or here's a weapon. Do this now. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Not to say the violence doesn't get the, the stuff done because I read a book on a, a rebel rebel with Zizi uh, Van, uh, Gigi Vanderby, Zizi Vanderby. Anyway, she was just a woman who's been protesting for a long time, you know, old school protester. And she was like, look, here are the stats, make of them what you will. She was talking about the effects of violence versus nonviolence in a, achieving goals mm. and in achieving the complete goal. So, in a, so, and by that, I mean like achieving what you set out to do entirely and just progressing and, and making some advancement. She said, nonviolent to violence in a case of about 51 to 53 studies, nonviolent people in achieving uh, their goals was 50, uh, around 
and violence jumped up to in achieving their goals fully 73 percent uh in just furthering their goals it went from 60 to 80 to 90 percent so when people go violence doesn't work it's like oh, i'm sorry man <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be that dude but like statistically yeah <laughs> well violence works as much as sex sells yeah, yeah. but the, the same thing as much as sex sells <laughs> in one culture a, a woman in a bra is sex in another culture you know burlesque flashing the titties is like oh empowerment so it's yeah. very mm. so if you ask 100 people what what is considered violence and they've done this all the time uh, in a lot of different studies people have so many different ideas of violence of what yeah what, yeah. what violence is me blowing is. up a mailbox yeah. is that violence or is mm. me like directly stabbing or like attacking yeah someone violence it's weird because i i consider myself left leaning but i find like i've been a conspiracy kind of nut job for a long time since high school oh really you know, <laughs> i don't know if that's shone through to that way, i feel like john's just been fucking blazing up on the vape for a bit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we've just been waxing lyrical about moon man but, <laughs> but it's like i no matter what side you fall on i believe that you should question everything and i find that the left have lost their ability to question things where yeah, things so come from when you subscribe to a dogma that is um that, that man it's very interesting because the right was pushing against the left and it forced when you have two kind of uh things going against each other they force each other to stay sharp and stay focused yeah and i feel like the right kind of backed off and let the left get too large collapse in on itself and this kind of ha stuff happens mm. all the time I, I saw it happening and I, I was telling a friend about this Milo Yiannopoulos the um, Milo yeah yeah so yeah. The, the right wing uh, you know, super conservative mm. um, all right guy I was watching him and he built up such an energetic fervor around him I was like okay I've seen this happen before on a small scale I've seen it happen on like gigs or on stage with, with or with acts you know where you go oh the, the, he's I was like he's built up too much energy it's gonna fall back over him you know uh He's, he's summoned something that he can no longer control and then exactly that happened it blew up and got way he said one wrong thing it flipped up it slipped and he's you know got knocked out by his own momentum yeah. and so the left is in this situation now where they were so unchecked for so long they've gotten so big and also the adv uh, advent of the internet is insane because it allows for social progression to uh, you multiply and exacerbate at such a rapid scale that there are people that were old school progressives that are still progressive by any standards dealing with new school progressives and they fight you know the idea of uh, ideas of like non-binary genders and stuff yeah. people that are like hey we just want gays to be able to marry and then people being like no you shouldn't even call them gay because it's a fucking spectrum and it's just like man that is that is not the mm. discussion to be being mm. had right now yeah there's like a real fight and you're fighting 10 fights ahead my, my friend used to say happen. they eat th they're eating themselves mm. yeah they, so they're, they're eating their own now yeah they, they're, they're trying to uh, crucify their own people for not yeah, being on board enough and so you know. what I predict is going to happen, the left is going to take such a huge beating right now. Trump is, is helping, admittedly. Trump is helping solidify the ideas because um, when you're fighting an actual fight, you trim the fat. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. anything that isn't necessary gets cut. So a bunch of people whining about like, oh, but they didn't do the You get cut because right now there are genuine problems like ICE yeah. agents are taking people out of schools yep. and t throwing them across the border. There are people being killed in the streets. There are mass riots. There are genuine race hate uh, crimes and there's the possibility of war happening so right now the left is getting is actually being assisted by trump in terms of solidifying and focusing its energy but there are a lot of people and i predict this will happen it's going to take a big beating before someone comes in and just delivers like a knockout slap to say like just sit down 
I need your help, but you need to follow suit. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about someone made a great argument about the left and the right. The idea that the spectrum with this, we see it as a line, when in reality it's a circle. Because if you go far right, complete far right Nazi, as far as you can go yeah. totalitarian, you what do you end up with? You end up with government controlling um, uh, social um, Nazis with a national socialist, mm. right? You have a totalitarian state, totalitarian state where the government controls um, things at a governmental level and says production and everything. If you go completely left, you have communism where the government, again, controls the means of production. And so mm-hmm. it's not a left and right. It's a sphere of radicalism mm-hmm. where you want to kind of exist in this nice kind of comfort. In you want to be malleable. You want to, you want to bend with the times mm. a little bit, you know. The idea that um, people shouldn't, like obviously right now, if prime minister, if a prime minister came out and said, I want crazy emergency powers that would only be activated during a war, a war, we would say you're insane. But during a war, you need act. You need, yeah. to, you need <laughs> yeah. to put in curfews. You need to put in stuff that's yeah. set, like you need to put in a bedtime for the population. Yeah. And you know what? They're going to be like, "Fuck! It's a war. Like, we better ration." Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's either that, or we could end up dead one day. Mm. Um, but during, so you're right. It needs to be malleable. And right now, uh, where we're at, I don't. Uh, for a long time, it hasn't been in line with the amount of power that's being used, or the lack of power being used. Yeah. The yeah. lack of power being used on the market relative to the amount of power that's being used on the people is not. Uh, equating yep so mm. if we treated the economy like wartime economy and if we treated people like peacetime people i think we might get a little bit more out of it yeah um because then you'd end up with a german system germany just posted i read it originally with 13 it's gone up to 50 billion dollar surplus in its economy and keep in mind for any conservatives that listen this is a country that's meant to be swarmed by refugees that's in the middle of an economic recession that's facing brexit splitting the entire european market and they just posted a over 50 billion dollar surplus america's still 20 trillion in debt and germany's coming through and this is the interesting thing i think about it for the third time in less than 100 years germany has pulled ahead as an economic superpower mm. so they were they were a power before world war one and that's what had led to world war one they were power after World War One, because Hitler was like, no, nah, fuck this. We're getting our core industries back online. And then now a power again. And this was after <laughs> there was something about and it's not dissimilar to speaking about the Japanese way they approach guns. There is a German psyche culturally that makes them focus on the right things to boost their economy. They focus on core industries. They focus on tangible goods. They don't focus on large amounts of you know, speculative borrowing and finance schemes that fuck the American economy and create the recession. They focus on building good quality things that last. And so the yeah. German auto industry, the, what it's done for the economy. Versprung Dutch Technik. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Advancement through technology, the Audi yeah. slogan. Yeah. yeah. Good old, no, yeah. <laughs> German, I, like, I, I, German live, I live for German efficiency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's the thing. The, you're, yeah. you're totally right. The German efficiency, and it's even, it's replicated very similar to the effect it has in Scandinavian countries on the whole as well. I mean, Sweden is considering wiping out Friday as a day, a work day. And or bringing in the not the removing the nine to five and making it like a nine to one because they found mm, that productivity mm. is equitable uh, almost the same if you reduce the work hours. Because, Absolutely, yeah, I believe so, that. Yeah. And then you end up with way more money because you're not paying employees as much mm. and you're getting the same amount of work done because a nine to five just burns people out. And there's no reason we have had the nine to five, and this is very interesting. You know who started the nine to five? Fremantle. In the entire world, the Fremantle dock workers went on strike in the thirties and. Mm. It, was so it was so pivotal that it inspired the rest of the country and the rest of the world 
to bring in the 40 hour work week. Mm. Like who would have fucking thought the Frio mm. Dockers did anything <laughs> in their entire life. And now we get to be like, yeah, we have the, f-. but it, because before that it was 50, 60 and there's people still working that amount of time. But the idea that we have had so many technological advancements, like the internet, like radio, like everything. Uh, and in 80 years, we still haven't reduced that amount of time we're working is ridiculous. Yeah. So I think it's going to get cut back. I forget what we were talking about. It's, uh, <laughs> I think, I think people are way more, energetic and efficient when they work less yeah because mm. it's quality of a quantity right? yeah and that's why germany again i don't remember what we're talking about now yeah germany yeah. again <laughs> is pulling ahead um and they consistently do that uh and yeah i think if we can learn from what they're doing mm. um uh, but it's gonna uh, people think you can just you can manipulate or you can do supply side economics or, uh, you really need cultural shifts in a lot of ways i mean the idea that america is just going to get rid of guns is insane the idea that, mm. but so here's, uh, which is the very interesting thing, because a lot of conservatives will say they want to take away our guns, and the left for so long has been, wants to take away their guns. Don't get me wrong, but they do not say that, and they're smart enough. I think a lot of people to say no, that's ridiculous. We're never going to get rid of guns. Yeah, at least without a hey, like a if, lot where, of change. Where are you going to put if, them? All? If if you want <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to kill someone and you didn't have a gun, you'd find a way. Yeah, 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 that is a to- that is totally true. Yeah. And at the moment, there are 300 million <laughs> handguns. There are uh, over 300. There's enough one per person, you know. Uh, and the majority of handgun owners um, have, even though there's a three percent of Americans own guns, or, uh, or, or sorry, three percent of Americans have like seven or eight more, or more guns. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So the the majority is actually focused in the minority. So the um, and then the rest kind of just have one if they were going to have any at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea that you can get ri- that they want to get rid of guns is is ridiculous. Yeah, um, they do want smarter laws brought in. But Absolutely, this goes way back. If we want to go on the conspiracy train, man, Nixon, <laughs> Nixon, uh, America used to really handle its mental illness a lot better in the sixties. But Nixon, when he went on his huge funding cut slash, he slashed the mental health programs and single handedly released about four hundred thousand technically mentally unstable people into the population by shutting down all of these mental houses right. so uh, across the country he really uh, released this wave of like people and those services never got restored and so when you look at the amount of uh, mentally ill people that are causing these kind of crimes it's no wonder there's no they have no backbone or no system in place to help mm. these kind of people yeah um yeah so that i just don't I mean, even if I read a oh, fuck man, if you ever get a chance to read Inside Scientology, it was recommended by Doug Stanhope, the comic, um, in one of his albums about how Occupy Wall Street should act. It was he made this great point where he's talking about how if Occupy wanted to get shit done, they shouldn't act like Occupy; they should act like the Church of Scientology. <laughs> if they re- and and That's you know true. what? He mm. made a great point because the Church of Scientology pulled off some amazing shit. They got a billion dollars in back pay from the IRS because they sued the IRS and pissed them off so much that eventually the IRS had gave up to a church. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. This is the IRS, the people that take down, like, literally anyone. Yeah. And the, they were running a campaign of litigation, um, of, like, uh, you know, scaring them, stealing their dogs and shit out of their backyards. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he made... Uh, Doug Stanner was talking about, um, in Inside Scientology, uh, he was talking about that book, and... Um, yeah, he made the point that uh, the reason dietetics be- or Dianetics became so big was after World War II, shell shock was a huge thing. No one had an idea what it was. Like, they mm. talked about it in the trenches in World War One, but it wasn't the diagnosable case that we had now. And in America, after World War II, there was only 6,000 practicing psychologists and psychiatrists in the country. Yeah. It was not the field that it is today because people... Mm. Freud had been, been around for like... A, you know, he, I think he was still alive by then. Like, he wasn't... 
it wasn't this huge thing and so there was so many people so, so severely scarred that weren't getting the help they needed yeah um, and they're still around today but that affects america's influence with guns because That's, they end up on the streets man it's sad completely on the streets yeah. but yeah so america uh, the idea that they're going to get rid of guns is ridiculous but the idea that common sense gun laws can't be brought in is is also upsetting Absolutely, because yeah. it's like that's what people are pushing for now and uh, it's just not happening mm. yeah are you a fan of Bill Burr oh, I love Bill Burr he's the best comic in the world he's got an awesome bit about yeah similar to what you're saying it's like if you want to start a movement don't make a big fuss about it mm. no just be no, like no. hey we're just going to be over here no you know, totally instead of going like you know on the steps oh, of the White yeah. House just be like Oh, we're just going to go over here now. Because my friend, you know? the one that I was <laughs> you know telling I mean? you about, yeah, he'd be like... Don't be in the limelight. Yeah, he was if like, If you want to hey, start shit. He'd be like, hey, today we're protesting America. We're going to put on Uncle Sam jackets, and then we're going to march around in a circle. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Get a cop's outfit and film a fake assault and then put it online and say like, hey, please don't share this, but I just needed you guys to know. And they're like... <laughs> and then put it out there. And then all of a sudden, like, it'll blow up. And by the time people figure mm. out it's not wrong, you have already gotten what you want. Uh, yeah. Do you know totally. what I mean? Like, yeah. you, if you want to play it fucking smart, play it Gorilla Viet Cong smart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do series of hit and run <laughs> yeah. attacks. Do you yep. know what I mean? Make them out to be the worst people ever. And then whilst at the same time, like, how do you vilify you don't want to vilify the entire police body because you need the cops on hand. On your I mean, side. You, you, you need wanna, them on your side. If you want a revolution, you, like, you need, for one... A group of people that can support you, and two, the army. Like that is, uh, that, yep. that's what I got taught. Like in year nine, I remember yeah. there were, the teacher was like, "Okay, here's Tracy Chapman. She played Tracy Chapman's Revolution, and then she went, here's how a revolution works. It's a 360 degree rotation where originally someone comes in, and then they call it a revolution because the original people become as bad as the thing. That's yeah. where that comes from. Mm, yeah. And she was like, and you need the army and support you. And so when we talk about the army, we talk about any kind of policing authority body. Mm. Um, and in this situation, it would be the cops. But yeah, when people say they do that kind of de- we're doing a big protest we're doing a march and it's like oh you're fucking gay you're so worse you're so bad and it's not a pejorative term towards homosexual people yeah. it's just these are the fucking worst man you so, just think of something so much smarter there's so many different ways you could activate that kind of thing you could protest mm-hmm. in your own little way just in your occupation in your job yeah do you know what I mean like you know it, I mean? It, it starts fundamentally inside you can or, or you could find every Wilson security guard that is currently working on Manu you could find their family you could go to their family and you imagine if it, like and this is me and my most fucking masochistic imagine if you walked up to like the daughter or the son of someone who like whose dad works on Nauru and just sent them at like I was like oh hey sorry I got asked to give you this and just walked off and showed them a photo of the abuse that people are suffering at Nauru with the, the details of their home on the back this is my me and my most fucking method I'm just saying I'm just saying imagine do you think that guy's going back to work do you oh, think no. he's going back if, no his, if his kid got handed a photo of something that he probably fucking did yeah with information about him on the back of it do you know what I mean you think yeah. oh, gonna... no he's not yep you think Wilson you think a Wilson security guard is gonna be like you know what this badge represents something you know <laughs> the 50 to 60 I get a year plus workers comp when I inevitably fuck myself up from getting a machete to the face from the locals who don't like me yeah um, really means something do you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah and you know what he's not gonna tell anyone shit He'll just be like, yeah. I'm just going to resign now. And you know what's interesting, yeah. man? If you really harness the power, you'd be surprised. I'm constantly surprised in a positive and negative ways in the ways people react. Yeah. But the positive ways 
I mean, there was an instance where they were trying to build fences on Naru and Manu, and they uh, there was a guy who contacted, and this might have been uh, a story that was fabricated slightly, but I haven't checked into it enough. But I read it, and I was like, oh, it's a feel-good one, so I'll share it. Um, this guy was calling up. He said, hey, um, we're working for Manu. We are Wilson Security. I think we need to buy hire some fences. And then a guy was like, look, uh, this is my company. I don't feel comfortable with that. Let me run it by my boss. Um, uh, sorry, one of his coworkers. And he ran it by him and like, look, I'm sorry, we're going to have to say no. This is not, we don't want any part of this. And the guy was like, that's fine. To be honest, you're the third company today that said that. And I was like, fuck, that's that's so cool if that turned out to be a true story. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the idea that there are people that you can make conscious decisions that are dissenting without, you don't have to be throwing Molotovs. You don't have to be no. doing this, that, and the other. Don't have to belong to a group. Yeah, the idea, <laughs> is, the, the idea is uh, shouldn't, it wasn't ever being, uh, how do you... Yeah, it's about taking as many hits as you can. I mean, when you look at what Gandhi was doing, I mean, Gandhi, say what you will about him because he is some crazy racist out there. (laughs) When you look at what the actual people that were following him were doing, they would have waves of people that would just walk forward, get hit with a baton, roll down the side, reform the line. And that happened with hundreds of people and they would do it for hours until the cops felt so bad and had arms that were so sore. That they couldn't mm. continue doing. And then you look at guys in Occupy Wall Street who are like, oh, are you filming this? Are you fucking filming this? And it's like, dude, if one of you ran up in a balaclava, grabbed his mace and maced this fucking cop, you were like, yeah. you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just why do you take it? What are, you, what are they going to arrest like all 100 of you and be like, yeah. okay, we try 100 of you? That's not how the law works. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know that's the lefty me saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying very contradictory things. Being like, guys, yeah. I, got, I got myself all jazzed up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I really need to piss. It's like, so if, yeah, if you want to yeah. yeah. start a revolution, form a secret society. Oh, yeah. Form yeah. a secret society. Secret and, society. <laughs> and act like everyone already knows about it and that what you're doing is inherently good. Yeah. <laughs> And then gradually it'll start to build. Start a Patreon account. Before long, you have a fucking absolutely. Pod- but then start a podcast is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Discredit yourself by pretending that you're religious and weird and culty, and then no yeah. one listens to you. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> then you, you weave your magic. Behind you the throw scenes. out. You throw yeah. out the shit before they can throw it at you. So yeah. what? What I would do, like for for JFK, and they did the same thing for Malcolm X, and the same thing for Martin Luther King. Mm. The FBI was tailing Martin Luther King for the last couple of years of his life. And all these things came forward saying he was an adulterer and this, that, and the other. And people believe that. They go, yeah, you know, Jay, uh, Martin Luther King was great, but also he slept with like a lot of different women. And I'm like, for one, I don't know if, I don't know anything about that. But for two, you for real don't think that that would be a lie that they would spread? Yeah. Mm. That to discredit him? Like, that's mm. insane. I mean, the Marilyn Monroe thing, like even that, yeah, like that probably happened. But I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't something that was, was spread to kind of discredit JFK. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. If you can get ahead of that. So here's like in my situation, I, like or anyone's situation, I would say, hey, look, we're going to do something really great. And they're going to come at us hard. They're going to say this, 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 this. It's like uh, when I do comedy roast battles with other comics, I'll write my joke and then I'll predict their next joke. And so I'll write it. It's like, you remember, remember that scene in 8 Mile where Eminem's like rap, rapping and then he's ragging on yeah. himself at the end. And then he's like, now nah, make fun of me. Blah, blah, and everyone's like, oh, shoot, he can't because he made fun of himself. Do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If Barnaby Joyce came out and was just like, hey, I, I fucked the woman and I got a baby. All right. But we got an economy to fix and there's bigger shit to fry. Yeah. So let me get on with my job. Okay. People yeah. would be like, okay, he makes a point. No, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, really, he's really got hit up by that. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, a, a weird kind of admiration because he spoke the truth about himself, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, what Bill right. Burr was saying about Trump, man. People were just respecting the fact that he wasn't some bought politician. I mean, he was. People, yeah. That's why people are so curious about what Putin has on him. Yeah. What could a man have on a guy who? who's a billionaire but allegedly like allegedly Trump fucked over the worst of the worst Russian mob because um, when you look at what Putin's oil and stuff lies in uh, and then 
Trump does. Trump has a long legacy of buying a building, half finishing it, declaring bankruptcy, coming in with money because I made the American legal system. You, uh, you don't sue the person, you sue the business. Mm. So I make a business. It's worth a hundred dollars. I spend two hundred. I go, oh, I declare bankruptcy, whatever. Then the business gets foreclosed upon in America, but I get I'm off scot free. So he'll foreclose that, bring it. Then all of a sudden, more money comes in from like a friend. He'll buy back that original development at a fraction of the cost and rebuild it. In the process, destroying a bunch of man par stores, um, fucking up anyone he works with. Then he ends up with a building that is completely in his name at the end, or at least has the Trump Tower logo. But he must have done that to something, someone fucking bad in Russia. Or something. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what he has on him, but like, if you can imagine the hoops that Trump has jumped through. Oh, it, it like a, it, it, there's got to be something. There's got to be something crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of them are touting mm. them as being like outside the whole circle of paid off politicians and stuff. Yeah, and, well, and that's why the thing I find weird is it, it's like why run for president though. When you look at his background, when you look at his uh, even a cursory glance at his mental state and what would drive a person of his persuasion to do that. I mean, the majority of uh, if you look at studies, it's very interesting. There's a side note why I find it's it's fascinating that a lot of women are like we need to act like we need to act like more men to get shit done. Like there's a whole bitches get shit done, which like I totally understand where they're coming from, and mm. I believe that women should be more empowered in the workplace. But I was like, don't model yourself off CEOs, no. never, because no. ninety plus percent of these people mm. have tested positive for psychopathic traits. Absolutely, or psychopathic <laughs> traits. Yeah. like they get. It's like yeah, get shit done. Like what? Like the BP of Chev- of like the fucking CEO of yeah. BP you of Chevron dump, dumping shit in the water. Supply? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because fucking BP gets shit done. And the, I want to be like that. It's like yeah. really, just fucking tell that to the seagulls. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that whole idea of like the whole boss girl thing, where it's like yeah. it's okay to be like a corporate like fuck people over because that's what the guys are doing. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, man, you got to play better. You're the no. better sex. Play like please do it better. I do yeah. it better so that the guys can see something better. Do you know what I mean? So, but we we, we look at someone like Trump. Uh, what motivates these people? Usually, it's infantile kind of uh, things to do with their parents, and it's uh, early. You know, they really. Um, earliest form of memories and attachment styles and for the most part it's guys that didn't had absent parents and mainly absent mums that they are trying to like impress I and mean, it's yeah. the same with trump trump has exactly the same fucking thing if you look at george bush oh shit man that's the most embarrassing footage it of is. george bush's oh who's george uh his brother who was the other jeb jeb yeah. dude there's the most embarrassing footage of jeb during the presidential uh campaign where he's like with his mum and he's like oh mom do you love me and she's like oh yeah sure and he's like oh like and he's like, am I, am I your favorite son? She goes, oh, no. And it was like so gutless. <laughs> I was like, man, I hate your whole family, uh, but that's fucking brutal. <laughs> if, you, if you Google, uh, sorry, if you YouTube a channel called Super Deluxe, there is... Yeah, yeah what is Super Deluxe? Why does that sound familiar? Super Deluxe is like stoner, a little bit of conspiracy, a little bit of just like yeah. pop culture thrown into the... But like a, a guy called, um, I think, Vic Vic Berger. He's a Jewish guy that edits a lot of the yeah. funny stuff. He, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. he did a lot of Tim and Eric, that sort of weird oh, editing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But um, there's a, a movie a video he did called uh, Jeb's Saddest Moments. And it's just like a compilation oh, of just sad Jeb, Jeb Bush moments. And you're like, oh, God, that poor kid's lost his soul. Yeah. <laughs> Jeb, he's just like... <laughs> so unfortunate. I know, man. So that's, I don't know. I don't know what Trump... Uh, yeah, why... What? Because uh, people always link it back to the, that press, uh, that correspondence White House dinner where mm. Obama made fun of Trump and Trump was just sitting there and they were like, that was the reason, man. That was why he did it. And I think like that might have been a part of it. But because remember, Trump ran before. Do you remember that? He said, hey, I want to be president. And everyone laughed at him and he went, oh, no, nah, I'm kidding. 
Yeah. And then he took it back. And then the next time he actually did he run. Yeah. And so I feel there was someone clearly being like, hey, it's not the right time now. Wait for things to get a little bit more yeah. fucked up. And then we'll come mm. in. Like yeah. we'll, they, they tested the water. The water was negative. And then they were like, okay, let's readjust and recalibrate. Yeah. And then instead of going with the big wigs and elites and stuff, he went, no, nah, I'm going to go small town grassroots. The states that yeah. Hillary thought was a lock or that she was just skipping over because she was like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Blah, blah. Anyway, um, <laughs> he did it, man. And if, if 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 anything's to go by, Kanye said he wants to run for president. So maybe in so ten Kanye years, he'll take, he'll, he'll, he'll take a dip and then he'll kind of go forward. But and they were both photographed together. Well, yeah, so, that's yeah, oh, I saw when that. Kanye yeah. went AWOL and then he, he came out with Trump, and it's like, and what it's the just fuck? like clearly Trump's given like hot tips on how to become the president now, which yeah. is just nuts. Because Kanye at a military meeting would be so <laughs> just beautiful. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, man, uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Fuck thanks so much for, for coming in, me. man. Um, do you have any shows? Yeah, actually, I've got shows at the Perth Comedy Festival coming up in, I think, uh, April. So, yeah, if you want nice. to get out, I'll be in the choir room, uh, chorus room just above uh, Regal. Uh, that'll be sick. It'll be, I'm doing just all my best stuff there, so it'll be sick. If you haven't seen my stand-up before, I think you're going really to enjoy it. It's a great little nice. intro. Me being a fucking nut job, so. Yeah, fuck yeah. That was awesome, man. Thanks, man. That was not what I expected, but it was <laughs> fucking amazing. we got to get him on again. Mm. Um, but what's tonight? Car Wash Comedy. We've got- Car Wash Comedy, baby. That's yeah. at uh, Harry Little Persian. Um, or Harry Persian, I should say. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think Simone. Simone's... Simone's on there. On the I'm sure Cam's on there. I think Sean as well, and uh, an interstate boy who I've heard is a crusher. So yeah, yeah that'd be a good lineup. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody. Yeah, some more regurgitator. <laughs> <laughs>